crowd. And a smirk. What? I don't understand what's happening right now. What? What is that? A oh oh. That's an AEW contract ripped up here live in San Jose. And the Emmy goes to Paul Walter Hauser, Blackburn. Casting out demons in the name of Yeshua Hamashak. That's a what up to Jesus. He's the sole owner. I own the body. I'm about to beat Matt Cardona. Yoabushi, yoga and sushi on me if you're able. Do things a little bit different. Brian Walsh, get the tables. March 3rd is rapidly approaching. It's your last match. It's at Revolution. It's at Greensboro. Ticket sales are through the roof. Fans will be watching on pay-per-view. But I have one question. For your final match, who will your opponent be? to be a wrestling fan we got all of our favorite wrestlers are just scattered everywhere it's a good day let's get into it it's the top of wrestling podcast and as you know it's every wednesday 12 eastern 9 a.m pacific and hey this week we have a whole lot of stuff we got our bring it to the table we got our news we have our reliving monday night wars 25 years later and uh Dear God, a pay-per-view that is basically just a sign of things to come in the upcoming wars with uh, Nitro to match it. And we have the go-home show for the very infamous Royal Rumble 1999. That's the go-home Raw. Plus, we have our top topic for today, which is going to be a, a great discussion. Each of our Mount Rushmore tag teams. I think that should be a good discussion. Maybe a... Uh, common one, maybe at best. I, I wouldn't see many, but maybe one at best. But uh, as you heard in our opening sounds, that's right. Nick Nemeth, he's in TNA. Jack Perry's in New Japan. Uh, Edge is in AEW. Punk is in WWE. What the fuck is going on? Holy shit. ODM, what's up? Uh, well, you missed one in there. The Chiefs are going to be in Buffalo. Go Bills! Hit the music! Let's go, Buffalo! 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 Let's go, Buffalo!
right, Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs are making their way to Buffalo. I'm not going to say Mahomes, but uh, you remember, you know, last week you and I had a little bit of fun with our uh, our show. I put the Judgment Day logo up. Well, you want to tell everybody what you're looking at right now? It's pretty pretty accurate too. Well, there's a sound clip. I don't know if you heard this. They asked Mahomes how he felt about coming to Buffalo. I've I've actually got a clip of it. I can play it real quick. Well, you know, everybody, it's going to be really trying going into Buffalo. Well, hopefully the Swifties will get behind us. <laughs> uh, I love that. Did you hear his interview after his helmet cracked? And, he had, <laughs> no. and, the, and the next one was all tight. And it was like really hard to play after that because it was just it was really hard to play with a different helmet. <laughs> really? That was your problem. I've said it a million. I've said it on this podcast before. I've said it so much, but I'm going to say it again just for the fucking sake of it. Any man who puts his ketchup on his steak, not to cover up a bad steak, but just as a general rule, is a sociopath and shouldn't be trusted or loved by anybody. <laughs> loved by anybody. Oh, man. So, good shit, good shit. We, uh, Man, I didn't realize, you know, just four-time AFC champions in a row, but I didn't realize AFC that's East. The, the longest streak. It, for East, I'm saying. Uh, for But for Bills, I thought we had more the same in... Uh, the years of the four and the nineties, but apparently one of those years we didn't have the the East championship. It was the year of the greatest comeback ever. We were a wild card team that year. Oh, that's right, the Oilers game. Yep, yep I yep. still like watching that one. That's oh, fun it's great. One. It's fucking great. Uh, I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna fucking veer left before we get in the news because you tasked me with something and. There's a lot of info to go through on that first piece of news, so I just want to bring this up real quick. As you heard of the opening sounds, you, you kind of clued me in a little bit. Uh, a quote, uh, an acceptance speech from the Emmys. I saw a stat today on the Emmys. Breaking Bad got, over the course of the show, I think like 53 nominations, and they won 16 or 19 Emmys during that time, I think. Better Call yeah. Saul also, I think, had the same exact amount of nominations, 53. Take a guess how many they won. I know they did get a couple, man. Ten? Nope. Zero. Oh, they didn't win? Oh, that my God. show For won real? no Emmys. Just to show you how fucked up that, that fucking uh, these award shows are, that, that show was better than Breaking Bad, hands true. down, and they won zero Emmys. Wow. I didn't know that. I, for some reason, thought that they did. Probably it another just, award. I saw the nominations, and I was... Yeah, but you know what's funny about that? And again, hard veer left. You ever watch that show? It's on Hulu, The Bear. The I'm, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but yeah. Okay, it's on its second season. It is a goddamn drama. Mm-hmm. You may find a couple of fucking funny parts in there, right? right? Maybe one an episode. It's a drama. It won Best Comedy or Musical TV Show. That's your, that's your fucking award aye, show. Aye, aye. All right. Let's get into real news. Let's And when I say real news, I mean... The world of wrestling. And you know what? If you want to get the best news, you just got to go to X, baby. That's all you got to do. That's where you can get the most information in this world. Yeah, well, here's the funny thing is, you know, we moved the show to Tuesday because it felt like every time we were done recording on Monday, something happened. Mania getting canceled or postponed or like so much yep. shit has happened after we go off the air. Hasn't really happened a whole lot since we moved to Tuesdays until last week's show. When we end the show, it was a long one. We get done. I'm trying to figure out dinner hey, on this. Hey, 
We'll, we'll talk offline we'll about that. Something. We'll, Hang we'll, on. We'll, we'll... No, no. I'm going to say this. <laughs> Hang on. Wait. First, you can't compete with a man doing drugs, okay? You can't compete on that. You know, you can't be like, it seems like we're on the same path now. We're good. You can't compete with that. Secondly, from here on out, I'm going to keep my, my, my stories very concise and small because apparently I talk too much. We'll find we'll find out how Go, true that ODM. is. We'll find out how true that is in about a half an hour. <laughs> go. Go. We're going to find out right now. You watch. Well, go. The power no ended stories. up the power ended up going out and whatnot whatnot, but I messaged you maybe 15 minutes after Oh, that's we right. Done. The power did go out yeah. right after yeah. the fucking show went off the air. Yeah, that's good timing. Luck. Good timing. Um but I messaged you I'm like, "Bro, you want a fucking good laugh? Go to Twitter now." And I just broke it down what was happening, and more shit came out afterwards. So we'll fucking get right into it. Tony Khan decided he really wanted to hammer home how unprofessional and unsuited he is to run anything, let alone a wrestling promotion. Okay? Not even, I was going to say, not even, not even an indie wrestling promotion. I don't think I've seen a boss of any company ever act like this. Not a successful one. <laughs> That's yeah, for damn you. sure. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, Tony Khan. So it all started with Raj Geary. Um, we've probably quoted some stories from him in the past. You know, he's a wrestling journalist, mm-hmm. whatever that's worth these days. Um, and he was kind of talking about Jinder and Rollins having their title match on Raw. And he said, you know, these guys do have history. Rollins defeated Mahal in the tournament finals to become the first NXT champion. And the USA Network was tr- trolled that with on like Wendy's level Twitter troll. You know what I mean? They, they fucking nailed it. USA Network replied, what was the cage match rating? Because th- those of you who aren't familiar, Tony Khan likes to reference cage match ratings to prove how well his promotion is doing. Because, I mean, what's better than a Mark running a promotion? A Mark sitting in his parents' basement rating matches on cage match. <laughs> Not even, ra- but also rating his own, looking at his own ratings, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got that. Oh, we got that. Ooh, right. Ooh. As Cornette says, for those people that like that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing those people like. Uh, So, naturally, Tony Khan couldn't let that go without chiming in. So, he says, a moral victory, he replies to the USA tweet of what was the cage match rating, and he says, a moral victory for USA is one win more than their world title challenger Jinder Mahal has in the past 364 days, because it's been literally a full year since he won a match. You really put AEW in our place getting Jinder Mahal in a big match on your TV show, do it more often. Sick burn. But wait, there's more. Wait, first let me just say, (laughs) don't hinder the gender. Why the fuck are you going to do that? And you know what happens? Bro. Bad karma when you hinder the gender. Bro. Go ahead. Here's the thing. We're going to take a fucking sidetrack on that. Here's the fucking thing. Jinder Mahal hasn't been on TV barely next to his thing with The Rock, and now he's one of the hottest heels in WWE. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Minimal Keep going effort. With all what you were going to say. I'm like, this rate, not even that he's the hottest heel. If you pay attention right now, most talked about. Yeah. Tony. You just put over someone else. I was going to let you mm-hmm. keep going with the rest of everything else because there's more to this with so many other fucking people. But the that's the thing is you, Tony, after doing some drugs, grabbed your phone and did a tweet on X and said, you know what? I'm going to bash Jinder Mahal only for Jinder to be the most trending fucking wrestler probably a week straight yeah. outside of like our truth. Uh-huh. And I didn't hear shit about punk all week. All I heard about was Jinder Mahal. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, and it only gets better from here. Uh, so then he decides he has to he has to chime in here again. So he re- another response, a double standard at hook or it's at seven thirty hook. 28 and one career record on winning streak calls out the champ. A logical challenge sparks online outrage. Gender has literally lost every single match he's in for the past year. Immediately gets title shot. Where is the rage? Hashtag AEW Dynamite tomorrow on TBS. All right, so let's break this down. Uh, there's online outrage about Hook facing Joe. Have you seen that? I haven't seen really a whole bunch of outrage. There's some people so who say they don't really, like it, but but what's funny is that he put that tweet out. Now I want you to remember this whole thing happened that Tuesday night. Right, January 9th at 4.35 p.m. So it happened during the recording of the show, but obviously we were recording, so we didn't see it till afterwards. Yep. So my point is this. He's doing all this arguing. Dynamite wasn't until Wednesday when our show dropped, mm-hmm. but later that night. Yep. It wasn't until that night, and I was planning on getting into it here later, but that Hook steps up to Joe for the first time and goes, one week, one week. If there was any outrage, it wouldn't have started until about 9 o'clock on Wednesday night when that segment was over. 29 hours so later. what the fuck was he... T- That's my point. Okay, proceed. Because I can't wait for the chime in of, other, of so many other, other people. So, and I might have missed some because there was so much on this. I'll, I'll tell you what I got. But sure. here's the other thing. And again, you know, you know I got a blow Who got cor- Abaddon? That's what I want to know. You, you got a, Who you brought got, up Abaddon? I, I got, I'll get there. I got a, you got a blow cornet. I got a blow cornet at least three times on this show, you know, per week. So <laughs> his response was the great because they're, because Brian Last is reading all these off and it's great. And Cornet, you know, and, and Last is making like very legitimate points, but Cornet just keeps cutting them off and he's like, it's a work. It's a work. Who gives a shit what his record is? It's a work. Yep. <laughs> Plain and simple. That's all it is. It's. It doesn't matter. Who, like the whole point is that you should have a guy like Gender who can come in and get automatic heat within five seconds. And he did. And put over any of your face champions. Yep. Done. Done. Right now. Of all people, Seth Rollins needs that face push because right now he's a guy, he's about to get buried versus Punk, yep. right? And you know, and everything else. It's it's gonna make Rollins look like a heel. Mm-hmm. So perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I am I have I said it. We were unfortunately not recording in 2017. I was clapping when Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton at Backlash for the fucking WWE title. Uh, Why? <laughs> Not because it was best for business and he's such a great wrestler. Right. But because I love a solid heel that no one's going to fucking boo. Or I'm sorry, that no one's, no one's going to cheer. cheer. Yeah. And it's... And I, but I, it was a swerve. And it was fine. We knew it was going to be a couple months champion. He was your Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter won the goddamn thing at 1991's Royal Rumble. And at 1991 WrestleMania, WrestleMania 7, he dropped it to Hogan. It was just for the purpose of having a heel champion to have a face grab it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. I loved it. Absolutely. I was kind of hoping Jinder was going to beat Rollins, but I know that wasn't going to happen. But still, there was part of me that was hoping. Some moments, I, I, I was like, ah, ah, ah. so. <laughs> but yes, please get into these tweets. So, in response to his double standard tweet, Eric Bischoff simply replies with a clown emoji, clown face emoji. 
which, you know, we know that Bischoff on Twitter sometimes is, you know, talking out of his ass. But at the yeah. same time, when it comes to fucking comparison of Tony Khan, um, after that, also in response to the double standard tweet, Jinder Mahal tweets, who the fuck is Hook? Watch Monday Night Raw on USA Network, Monday, 8 p.m. EST, just like Tony does. <laughs> and that one got me where I was like, okay. I just became an even bigger Jinder Mahal. Oh, fan. same here. You can't hinder the Jinder. Who the fuck is Hook? Yeah. I, that was just really goddamn. That was good. I mean, it sucks because I do like Hook, but at the same point, Hook was like on a nice streak in the beginning of 2022, and then he fell off for a solid year, and then is now coming back. And he's like, he's 28 and one. In what matches? Well, yeah. I haven't really seen him do much. Yeah, those stats are Goldberg level for any wrestler in that promotion. Let's just be honest with each other. The most the most thing I've seen Hook do was be in a match where Jack Perry talked about real glass. Yeah. It's the last thing I remember Hook doing. Same Other here. than that, he's been a sidekick to Orange Cassidy. Yep, which says fucking everything you need to know right there. But So in response to uh, Bischoff's excuse me, clown face emoji, Tony Khan sent a screenshot of an actress I forget her name. You would recognize if you saw her. She's got like the old style. Remember the fucking long, slim brown cigarettes from back in the day? Used to see in like 80s yep. movies that she's smoking one of those. And it says, get out of my sight, you miserable has-been. Again, sick burn. That one was kind of funny, though. That one was kind of funny. I got to give it to him on that one. Where is he in this point? Is he in his house? Like, is he not around one person that could be like, yeah, 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 put your phone down. Put the phone down, bro. (laughs) Yeah, for real. So then a fan posted on Twitter saying, Tony forgets he literally gave Abaddon a title shot after being off AEW TV for over a year. The same exact situation as gender. So Bischoff replies, hey, hey, Tony Khan, is this true or is it a bot? Which is another jab at AEW because you could make the argument that half of the AEW supporters on X are bots created by Tony Khan. Just to inflate his ego. So Tony Khan replies, no, at Bischoff, not true at all. Abaddon returned to AEW. Then they won a four-way match on TNT against other great wrestlers to earn a title shot, which is completely different than someone going a full year losing every match they're in and getting a title shot without a single win. And he said they. She won. Or maybe she... Oh, his Adderall, you know? It affects affects the fucking speech (laughs) patterns, you know? And then, uh, and then Tony Khan says, reading would be your friend, Eric. And Bischoff replies, oh, kid, my reading comprehension skills are wizard-like. By the way, that was one of Dave Meltzer's wicked comebacks whenever he'd get called out on his BS. Coincidence, or are you really that deep? Damn. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> and you know how much I've, I've kind of, I'm like, God, I'm 50-50 with Bischoff Same. on a lot of his shit. You Same. know what I mean? Uh, his his memory on certain things are skewed, I feel like, sometimes. Sometimes when he calls people out on certain things, I'm like, eh. But you remember Controversy Creates Cash. That was the name of his book. Mm. Dude is good. You know, he knows. I, I, I Well. <laughs> he knows what is kind of good for business, but he also knows what's bad, at least, for business, and Tony is there. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of using social media properly, <clears throat> did you happen to see uh, Rebby Hardy? I did. Week? I don't use TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account, but I guess you're able to still view the videos. I checked it out. Um, I, 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 you know, 
uh, kayfabe or not. It was uh, it fur- furthers the story, if you will. I was disappointed in the fact that, that she actually didn't show her taking her top off. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Oh, I was waiting. She she that's for the the OnlyFans. But uh, it captions when Matt does you dirty. And am I not mistaken? Was that shirt? Oh, 100% that it was. Shirt? Jesus. And it was Christ. the one that says everybody's got yeah, a little edge in them. <clears throat> so. <laughs> It'd be funny if he's like fucking Lita again or oh, something I like that. Oh, I think. I don't remember if if Rebby tagged Lita or did like hashtag Lita or the place or the the place that I saw reporting that did hashtag Lita. Isn't it like isn't it like the twenty-three year anniversary of that happening? It's probably like twenty year anniversary or something like that. No, like yeah, it happened in tw- uh, two thousand five. Okay, yeah, so yeah, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. So not really a number. That's like. I, I saw it, you know, on online somewhere. It said 19 years ago, whatever. Yeah. Well, you can put your fears aside. Dark Side of the Ring Thank is God. back. Which is great. I know. Well. Yeah. No. Running out of good um, shit, right? I mean. It, well, are they? Or are there more stories we don't know? Or it's also like, God, I'm finding out some shit I really didn't think I knew before. And it's like, oh, I don't well, yeah. want to know that stuff. But. They are renewed for a fifth season. It's funny, the headline photo on it was Buff Bagwell, so I feel like he may be a topic of conversation. Maybe. I hope they cover the time when he went into soft porn. That would be great. Uh, But besides that, he... uh, Not he. Dark Side of the Ring. I'm like, you're right, they're running out of things. You want to impress me? Pay uh, Ace Steel's wife and give us Brawl out. Uh, maybe a Sunny video or a Sunny package. They already, I mean, shit. I mean, her they already did that. Fall. They did Sunny and Chris. Oh, yeah. oh, that's true. Which was a good yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That was one of the better ones from this um, past season. Yeah. Man, that's so what I'm what's saying, really man. Left to do? Vince Scandal at best. At best. Yeah, there's got to be something out there. Because uh, you got to think about it. There's shit that we don't even know about, right? It's funny because then, for me, then I look over and see what they have on A&E. They have the new seasons of WWE Rivals and biography of, you know, depending on which wrestler. And when you hear them, I'm like, eh. All right, like there's a couple. I'm like, cool. I'll, I'd be interested in seeing the rest. I'm like, I've seen it to nauseum. Uh, the rivals episodes are going to be Triple H versus The Rock, which that one is intriguing. Savage and Roberts seen to yeah. death, especially you know with uh, Dark mm-hmm. Side of the Ring. I'm like, what are you going to tell us that we didn't really get? This is WWE of side of it, so it's going to be kayfabed in some ways. Uh, Michaels and Taker. Mm. I mean, we already know that the dude taped up his hands to nearly beat his ass at WrestleMania if he didn't put over Austin, you know? Mm -hmm. That's as deep as you can go. You're just going to show us the matches. Cena and Orton, eh. Brian and Miz, I feel like, could be good to watch, but the fact is it's still going to be very WWE-oriented. However, Brian doesn't work for the company. He used Danielson somewhere else. Uh, So I wonder how they spin the narrative on this whole they thing. will avoid it at all costs that's <laughs> it 
It would be funny. Just the very end. Brian Danielson's whereabouts. <laughs> like, like the end of like a <laughs> scary documentary. Uh, and then they finish it off with Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, and Edging Christian. Basically them just redefining uh, ladder matches and tag team wrestling in their own way. Ooh. Maybe a uh, possibility of one of ours. Uh, but after Rivals, every week you'll have Biography. And again, this all starts, uh, the premiere is far, uh, February 25th, which I believe is Sundays. Uh, it, Biography is going to be doing DDP. Hell that yeah. one I'm down for. I'd like to see how well they do a documentary from his beginning from, man, driving uh, Honky Tonk in at WrestleMania 6. You know, I mean, he was not a wrestler. Got in. Yeah, it was working as like a bouncer and shit. WCW. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, going into WCW and then saving lives. That one I'm interested in. Give him a good 90 minutes. Yeah. I'd be happy. But good feel, good story. 60. Absolutely. Scott Hall, which, I mean, man, ESPN did that real hard documentary on him that one time that was like, yeah. you saw the dark side of him. Where in, you know, no pun intended on dark side ring. The one line that always gets me, he goes, when they stop cheering for you, what's the point of living? I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. Like, it hurts hearing that. Um, Sergeant Slaughter, which could Nostalgia. be interesting. Because if they, well, depends how much they go into it. Again, it's the WWE version, so it's, oh, we are getting bomb threats. We have to move from this 70,000-person venue to a 10,000-person venue. Uh, because we can't <laughs> sell tickets. Uh, British Bulldog, which, again... If it's biography, it's probably... I would assume biography is going to be your highlights, and then he did have some drug problems, but they're not going to really... Yeah, and here's the thing. They already did Dynamite. I would really like Dark Side of the Ring to do British Bulldog just to fucking get... So you get the other side of the story. You know, they did cross paths, and, you know... I, they did that one year, didn't they? Uh, WWE did their ultimate yes. warrior, and then Dark Side and they of got the, the different the ex-wives. Warrior. Within the yep, same and they got season. the different ex-wives. Remember oh that God, each one had its right. own ex-wife in it. <laughs> Jesus, oh, I can't wait. I uh, and then also the biography of Randy Orton, which I have not watched a good biography of him. And when you really look at it, man, I watched that dude come in in two thousand and two ish. Started doing his little shtick. Uh, you know, it, he was kind of a good guy, but then. Hurt his arm, and then he had to do the whole uh, Randy News update every week, or Randy News Network, and then joining Evolution and becoming, honestly, one of the absolute best wrestlers in WWE of all time. I think that they could probably do a pretty good biography on him, so I'm kind of excited to see it. But do they bring up his anger management issues and his uh, steroid times where he was... No, uh, they won't. Uh, when he almost killed one of the <laughs> Singh brothers or whatever it was, when he did that backdrop to the announce table... And he, even he goes, oh. Here's the thing. They already did, WWE already did, like, a Randy Orton documentary. I mean, so, I mean, just go on the just go on the cock mm. and fucking look at look that up. You're probably not going to get much better than that. Watch yeah. how you say that. Wait, wait, wait till I bring it up later. <laughs> it's really going to have a double meaning. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, can't wait. Uh, did you happen to see Dave Meltzer's claim? About the Young Bucks. Did you happen to read this? I know you're seeing it probably in the doc, but have you, did you mm-hmm. see this before today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> about the Young Bucks. Quote. 
In the last 20 years, there is no tag team that is better at carrying people to good matches. End quote. Mark Briscoe replied with like 17 periods. You know what I mean? Just being like, uh... Because Briscoe is not only... Yeah, you could say that they were only in Ring of Honor, but that's only if you're paying attention to just Ring of Honor. Those guys went to New Japan. They were in all the indie circuits, and they made every team fucking look great. And you're going to say the Young Bucks? Yeah, just because they call you Uncle Dave? I mean, do you? does that mean you diddle them like they're yeah, your little nephews? Uncle Dave must be like uh, uh, Charlie's uncle and Sonny. <laughs> Remember when we used to wrestle? <laughs> no, we didn't do that, Uncle Jack. My hands look okay. Um, Ridiculous. And then he doubled down. Look at, man, this guy was on fire with his uh, tweeting all week. Then doubles down with, he thinks that Tony Storm is absolutely one of his all-time favorite characters in wrestling. Now, look at I definitely understand that you're probably talking in recent history, maybe. Hopefully. Even if you didn't own WWE, yeah, hopefully. Even if you didn't own WWE and you have this problem against Vince, you seriously are going to say you, you're going to put her up there with Taker, Austin, um, and I'm saying characters. Rock. I mean, Rock is a character. He's still. I mean, you see him how he's kind of humble. They're all exaggerated. When we watch yeah. him on these uh, wars back then, he was real amped mm-hmm. up, right? Everybody is. But to say this is a character that is the all-time best, this began in fucking mm-hmm. August after All In. It's not even on the level of Rhea Ripley. No, no, God, no. Yeah. Which, she's starting to look a little weak, but I'm not sure if it's the intention, but we're going to get there. Did you happen to see that Hulk Hogan saved uh, a a girl who was in a car crash? I did not see this. So TMZ reported he was in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, It was Hogan, his wife, Sky, and his buddy, Jake. They were in a car, and they watched this 17-year-old skip lanes real quick to try and make an exit. Kind of like that uh, uh, family guy thing with the Asian lady driving the car. How much time I need to go uh, six lanes? No time. Here we go. That's kind of what this girl did. She just crossed traffic and clipped another fucking car, I guess, and flipped over. And Jake, his buddy... And Hogan, Jake uh, popped the airbags with, like, a knife that Hogan had in his car or something like that, and they actually got her out of the car. I don't know why it's funny to me for some weird reason. The picture is you see Hogan standing there with his wife, and he's wearing a goddamn NWO shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, always a mark for himself. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you, met, you mentioned there was a picture of it. I was going to ask if there was any corroborating evidence, because we know how much this motherfucker likes to lie. <laughs> Oh man, you know what? I, I he did do four hundred dates in one year. I mean, not That's many true. people can claim. That. I take That's it back. Pretty cool. Our <laughs> uh, truth, who you know, last week was recently seen on Raw wearing the, you know, those NFL championship belts that they're having out there now. Well, he had the Buffalo Bills one on his shoulder, and I think you know 
the truth knows the truth. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. But did you happen to see that this dude surpassed CM Punk this past weekend in merch sales with the Judgment Day shirt that has everybody's name? And his is the in tape in tape part below that says I can't wait to truth. talk about Raw because I didn't see the whole show, but I saw the tag team match, and I can't fucking wait to talk about that. Yep, same. Uh, just fantastic. I loved it. It, it, it. The fact that and you know what, I feel like WWE would never have told you if Vince was in charge. I feel like you would never hear that truth was the mm-hmm. number one seller. He, yeah, he doesn't he want that. Oh, let's keep. We got to keep Roman strong, or, or right. Uh, also, some notable differences in show. By the way, when you're watching without Kevin Dunn, I've noticed one thing is your billion camera changes in a minute. That's that's I feel like a thing that's gone, which is great. Uh, one last thing in the notes here: the Dusty Classic is underway in NXT. I'm calling it right now. They always do it. The the most oddball team that gets put together, right? One of the teams is Carmelo and Trick. Now, yeah, they're having their differences, but still, they've been a team enough, you know? Mm-hmm. But the team I'm calling that's winning this thing is Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. Um, it's a, what is it they call it when it's the uh, the odd couple, if you will? Um, the odd couple. It, it, coming together. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it basically, and it's funny because, like, Corbin came out to do his, I saw his that. entrance. And just as he's about to do his one part, Breaker's music hits. And, you know, Braun's kind of laughing. Didn't Braun win this with Samoa Joe one year? Oh, that does not sound fair. That does not ring a bell Wasn't to Joe me. Joe his partner? Yeah, Buster, figure it out. No, no, we could look that up. Dusty Classic winners. Uh, but, yes, it, 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 I'm pretty sure he hmm. did actually win it. Uh, but, anyway, let me get into this past Saturday. First, let's go over... TNA is hard to kill, and they are back. Now, Eric Young was the first thing that you got to see coming out. You see this bald guy walking, and I'm like, okay, it's uh, Aiden English, or whatever his name is over there. I I, I know his real right. name, and I can't I think remember you're right. it right now. We're close. Uh, but it was Eric Young coming out, and he's like, they said we were dead. I love his voice, by the way, uh, just hearing it. It's like... It, we were dead. I, I I can't even fucking do it. That hurts. Um, you're looking right now. You have a look on your face. Was I right? It was Baron Corbin. Well, let's find out. Uh... Oh, Jesus Christ. You should be way faster no. than that. Anyway. With Hard to Kill. <laughs> with Hard to Kill. We did have... Uh, there was matches that happened that I don't necessarily need to go over, but some very important ones. The six-way Ultimate X knockouts match was a number one contendership. And Giselle Shaw won this match. I'm going to blank on her name right now for the life of me. And I can't... Oh, God, I'm going to lose it. But it was Dana Brooke. Whatever oh, I her saw. new name is. Yep. She appeared. She was there. In the pre-show, Flop Doll <laughs> was there. Uh, he, he is apparently in TNA now. In a match that was Alexander Hammerstone versus Josh Alexander, I would have thought Hammerstone's first match in TNA, he's going to win. And Alexander won. It was impressive. I wasn't ready for it. I watched that match in full. It was great. Uh, Chris Sabin defended and retained against Kushida and the son of the Viking, (laughs) go. 
Jordan Grace won the TNA women's title from Good. Trinity. And I'm sure you guys have all seen the pictures. It's made the rounds of uh, Bailey and Mercedes dresses <laughs> with twin Unabombers yeah. in the crowd. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. You just see them, I'm like, it's actually more noticeable. And there's like a wig on at least. You know what I mean? Like go old school actress or something. But like the, that right there is making everybody go, either we're getting bombed or I'm pretty sure those are right. Uh, right. Nobody was sitting around them either. <laughs> no. You know what would have been cool? Just, uh, well, actually, Bailey, of all people, probably couldn't be seen. Yeah, well, definitely. I was going to say, go down to the ringside and be close or whatever, but um, either way, they were there to see Trinity drop her championship. But there's also a picture of uh, Sasha, Trinity, uh, no, I'm sorry, Sasha, Jordan Mm -hmm. Grace, and Bailey in a picture together. You know, them... I'm saying that in the Royal Rumble, a lot of people are thinking AJ Lee. I don't think AJ Lee is going to be a, a a surprise entrant. I don't think <laughs> she needs to be. But I think your surprise entrance will be okay. Trinity. And I think the other one will be Jade Cargill. Oh. I think that will be a big one. And then we'll get one throwback. Maybe like a Molly Holly or uh, maybe even... Uh, I don't Victoria. know if Molly will want to do it. She, did she get uh, banged yeah, up like on her last her. one? Yeah, she did. Uh, maybe Victoria. I mean, she can Michelle still McCool. Go, I feel like. Uh, but either way, she's always a good one. Actually, she came out of the crowd one of the years. She was sitting there with her family and then just jumped the crowd to go into the match. I'd like to see. It's probably going to be Jade. But it's and, a good call. Trinity, Trinity for sure. Your big one. So you're going to get And with the, this, yeah, and with this, uh, you know, Jade doesn't have to get too exposed, right? She does a couple big spots, and that's it. Mm-mm. Best moment would be, let's say Beth Phoenix is in there. Well, I don't know. Now that Adam's gone, I could, I don't know, maybe. We'll see. But you get a big girl in there. Maybe even it's just Rhea. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Naya. saying? Like someone like that. Jade comes in. You get that face off. There you go. Yeah, just your big face-to-face with someone big. You know, like a good, strong person. They have a good show off. Throws her over the top rope. And then Jade yep. can get out of there pretty quick. But in the main event, uh, as we kind of assumed it was going to happen, Moose defeated Alex Shelley for the TNA Championship, only for Nick Nemeth to show up. I got to be honest, man. This is a weird thing to say. Very weird. I think you need to go back to the perm. I don't know I can really get on board with this long, straight blonde hair. Either shorten your hair like when you used to be, you know, Dolph when it was real short yep. but curly. Um, but this long, straight hair, you look like a, a cross between Chris Jericho, Sebastian uh, Bach. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like a weird, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. Weird thing to say. Other than that, go after he super kicks uh, Moose and gives him the, uh, what's the Ziggler drop, whatever the fuck he calls it. Um, Famouser? Where he pulls you back down from. Fam- no, 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 no. The famous is where you drop him on your neck or from your head. The uh, the move where he does where uh, oh zigzag. yeah, 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 fucking zigzag. Does the zigzag to him and then goes out to the crowd and rips off his Motley Crue shirt, showing that he's TNA. So he's there. He's gonna be doing some New Japan stuff. Yeah, very cool. He's not the only person moving himself around. Everybody's all over the place. 
So let me tell you about my Saturday night because that was exactly what was going on at the same time. And it's funny because we all know, yes, I went to Battle in the Valley. And at one point, this dude just behind me goes, or Dolph Ziggler just showed up in TNA. And I go, well, he will not be Riddler, uh, Riddle's yeah, uh, right. partner. Because I was like kind of thinking maybe that was who it was going to be. And I go, cool. Shut up. Like, you want to you add any more spoilers? We're all here, man. No one's watching the goddamn show right now. But anyway, that was all. <laughs> Actually, man. Shout out to that motherfucker. He he tagged us uh, or sent us a message mm-hmm. yesterday uh, during the Bills game and said, "Hey man, I'm here for you guys." Yes, I'm sir, like, my man. Uh, all right. So I went to the San Jose Civic Center. Now, I thought we had these balcony kind of tickets. Wasn't it was like this? It was like the back area of the floor and you're up like maybe like a hair of a riser i was like there you go. okay we're fine we're good we're happy with it i'm looking around i go shit moxley may even come out around us there's this guy to my left that is sitting there uh he's kind of like just chill looking dude right kind of looks stoned and the rest of the row is us and we're at the front of this balcony area right well balcony but like front of this next section and this dude even during the pre-show matches, keeps getting up. But he's not getting anything to drink. And I'm like, as many times he got up after every match, I'm like, Coke. <laughs> uh... like, no fucking doubt in my mind. I'm like, you are... Because I'm like, nobody pisses that much and doesn't even have a fucking drink in their hand. I've never seen someone get up so many goddamn times during the match. And I was like, I, I just kept making jokes about it. But anyway, opening a uh, couple of matches, everything's cool. It's the uh, pre-show. Opening match is Shada Umina, Fred Rosser, which mm-hmm. is Darren Young, and Jacob Fought too, which my wife was like, holy shit, that motherfucker can go. Because that big dude was flying. He was doing some tope suicides, uh through the rope, then did a diving uh, splash over the top rope to the other side. Dude was on fire. It was awesome. And they defeated... Uh, Team Filthy, which is Tom Lawler and his uh, guys, but they were all kind of fighting with each other. After the match is over, oh, by the way, New Japan, it's kind of a love and hate relationship for me with uh, seeing them live in in my exact seat this time. They keep it cool, man. They have just the, uh, the, the titantrons that you see on the side are just the picture of the match that you're seeing. There is no big screen. So when shit is going down, if you can't see it next to the ring, you cannot oh. see it. It's it. It's, it's, it's like being almost at an indie event. So at first, see someone's fighting, and I go, ah, oh, fuck it, who is it? And they, you see the person rip his mask off, and I saw the hair from behind, and I go, no way. And I called it in my section. I go, is that Jungle Boy? And the guy next to me is kind of cool. And he goes, that's fucking Jungle Boy. And he turns his face crowd Good. Dude, hard. Very, very, very hard. Um, and as soon as he gets in the, after he's doing his whole thing or whatever, crowd is, you know, fuck you, fuck you. Uh, some people were trying to get a CM Punk chant started, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, some people yelled out, cry me a river behind me, which I thought was fantastic. 
This one, like, I'm not looking like, I'm like, oh, I, I'm looking for pats on my back. I didn't even try to, like, make a joke where people would laugh at it. He takes out the AEW contract and rips it up. And in my section, it got quiet enough. I go, well, AEW just got a lot better. And a bunch of people in my area just started laughing at it. It was just, you know, I was like, felt like it was an on the podcast fly thing. Or on the fly for the podcast. He got booed the fucking shreds. By the way, before this event begins, the guy next to me, I forgot, goes, yo, that's Dave Meltzer. And I go, (laughs) (laughs) I got to talk to that motherfucker real quick. And he... Right? So he he points him out, and I go, that multicolored sweater there? He goes, yeah. I go, oh, my God. Yeah, I sent it to you. So my whole purpose of this thing was I was going to – I told my wife, I go, let's get a picture. I said, but as I'm like, hey, Dave, I want to get a picture of you, man. I want to flip them off at the same exact time. And it's going to be a perfect fucking logo for our show. Problem was – his buddy was staring at us the whole time, smiling and watching, and I could feel it, and I go, I can't. So I, That's why, if you look at the picture, I have the biggest shitty grin on my face because I'm, like, I was high. <laughs> and, I, you, you know, but also, but, like, yeah. And it's funny because I send to you, go, did you tell him that uh, the young bucks suck or something like that? And I was like, yo, I had limited time. It was like a four-second exchange, and his buddy wouldn't stop staring at us. Well, then... I wasn't really paying attention to his buddy, right? I was just focusing on him real quick. His buddy walks by. Um, not all there is the best wording I can go with on a political statement. Oh. I go, oh, I could have flipped the bird. No fucking problem. He wouldn't have caught it. <laughs> he was probably going to be completely distracted by a red bouncy ball. That being said. I was like, either way. Met Dave Meltzer this time. Saw him from afar the last time I went to the New Japan show. This time I was like, fuck it. I'm going to at least go up and say hey to him. Yeah. Actually kind of pleasant. He goes, hey, man. I go, can I get a picture with you? He goes, yeah, no problem, man. And he was looking at my shirt. He actually stopped and looked at it for a second, which is the wrestling is real, people are fake. Which is funny because the concessions lady loved the shirt, too. She goes, that is awesome. I go, well, thank you. Um, so anyway, next match, David Finley defeats TJP at this time. We get a group of three people coming in. The one sits close to my wife, you know, cause we're on the end, right? You got mm-hmm. that guy that's on the end. Then me, the woman is in this thruple again, like it was fucking <laughs> iron claw all over again. And then this dude shows up with this other couple, this guy. And now, Okay. Let me ask you. I want you to describe to me a New Japan audience. I want your take on it. If you went to New Japan in the Valley, or a battle in the Valley like I did, and you've watched enough New Japan, what is the audience supposed to be like? Very reserved. Uh, no chance in unison. Uh, clap in unison at the appropriate spots. Uh, because, you know, during a good wrestling match, you have those spots where you should be clapping. Um, yeah, reserve, no chance. Um, defined heel and baby face for the most part. Uh, yeah, pretty subdued. Respectful. Respectful. There were some It's in America, so I think it's, um, you know. This is awesome as fucking, sure. 
Yeah. This is awesome is way the fuck worn out. My wife was like, I hate that chant. I go, oh, yeah. I said, I haven't chanted this is awesome to anything mm-hmm. in fucking years and years. I'm like, I can't remember last time I actually provided input to that chant. Um, You got the Osprey, 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 which, fine. But this fucking twat WWE type fan sitting next to my wife wearing a... San Francisco 49ers hat. He's a chubby fuck named Chad. Not lying. So Chode sitting next to my wife is chanting to everything. He's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Oh, come on. Come on, ref. You're not seeing that ref. Come on. You got to do your job, ref. Shit like that. And I was like, my God. And I look over at the dude next to me and we both made eye contact. I go, yo. Me and this dude have already become, like, just silent friends. We get each other here. You know what I mean? Like, we mm-hmm. know what the fuck's going on here. Because we both, like, for the first couple matches, it's just nice, nice move, right? Like, something happens, you go, oh, shit, that was a really good move. Oh, man. That's just back to clapping again. Everything you described. A little Americanized with sure. your O's, but very, still very reserved at first. This dude did not shut the fuck up nonstop. Kept being like, all right, like when it was a ladies' match. All right, girls, let's Are do work. Are you fucking let's kidding work, me? Girls. Oh, come on, man. Yo, well, hey, you know what? How about this? My wife, God bless her, she goes, I have to record this. I feel like you need this for the show. I go, well, I'm glad you were thinking. I wasn't. So here it is. Oh, oh no. I know, Trish. Come on, Trish! Work it out, Trish! There it is. There it is. It's a reversal. Oh, no! You weren't ready, Trish. Oh, no! She's real high. Oh, that's a big kick. Come on, Trish! It's two. One, two. I told you. I told you. I know this sport. I was two. Come on, Trish. Come on, Trish. Come on, Trish. Right out of that. There it is. Reverse it. That's it. Let's go, ladies. Keep working. Let's freaking go. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is Yo, that was only about a 45-second version of what that dude is like, and that's condensed of a couple of minutes. And even worse, this was hours worth. Now, the girl and guy that he's with, the girl, is a fucking Amazon. Like, easily, like, could have dunked standing still. Big fucking bitch. Huge bitch. That's a giant bitch. Anyway, at some point, this dude kept doing his chance, and I looked over and made eye contact with his buddy. Like, my eyes widened. Like a... Basically, a quick two-second eye-widen saying, get him in check, or I'm going to have to get him in fucking check. Now that I'm going to start a fight, and I had said to my wife, I go, yo, I'm getting real pissed. And I said, he's going to ruin Okada Osprey for me. And I go, I got a five spot in my pocket. I go, I'm going to hand it to him and ask him to shut the fuck up or move the fuck away. And she goes, you can't do that. And I go, I most certainly may try. <laughs> Sounds like a bet. Which is funny because actually during... 
during one of the matches, I actually pulled my wallet out. She goes, she might, she's like, dude, I go, I'm fucking with you, man. I'm like, I promise. I'm not really gonna, but by some miracle, maybe it's because the eye contact I made with the dude, the Amazon came and stood where my next to my wife now. So now he is an extra person away from us. Before that, I leaned to the guy next to me. I go, Hey, do you want to switch seats with my wife? And he goes, it's going to hurt her over here too, man. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like we were like just laughing, right? We were all joking around. Um, this kid was quite the twat. I fucking hated him. I wanted to punch him in his fucking mouth. And this, every time it was a two, he's like, oh, it's a 2.77. Oh, oh, that was a 2.8. Oh, God. Was... Yo, I swear to God, you would have. Jesus Christ. You are a nonviolent man. You would have been like, I'm doing a homicide tonight. Going to jail. Hey, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Dude, I well a couple of them I did do this. This is my this is my known thing. This is the best thing I can do without really drawing way too much attention. If he's like, oh, that's two point seven, I go, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I did those a couple of times, you know. Anyway, so then after that, David Finley defeating TJP, lights go out and everybody's like, <gasps> we all thought it was gonna be a debut. I got excited, but it wasn't because we already got Jungle Boy, which was enough. Um, by the way, Jungle Boy, when he was there, takes out uh, his own little thing, wraps it on his uh, arm, says scapegoat. Yeah. This bitch is calling himself the scapegoat. Fine, I'll be the scapegoat. Look, at, you can call it whatever you want. You are the reason that everything started that day in Wembley. Should've, it doesn't matter. However you fucking look at it. It was a big fucking show. You are the scapegoat. It should have said whiny bitch. <laughs> But lights go out, and it's a video package. Mustafa Ali. Talk about someone making his rounds. He's doing a lot in the indies. Well, he is going to be in Chicago April 12th for Windy City Riot, and he challenged Hiromu Takahashi. It's a good which one. Which is exciting. Yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. Have you seen a picture of Ali? for that. Have you seen a picture of him? Yeah, he's looking fucking... He's fucking... Oh, he's on whatever fucking AJ and Randy are on. <laughs> <laughs> So the guy next to me, again, smart guy. I was. He goes, "Who do you think the the partner is?" And I go, "What for Matt Riddle?" Because it was yeah. the next match coming up. I go, "I got to be honest with you." I said, "I wanted Ziggler, but this twat behind me just ruined it." And I go, "Jungle Boy?" I go, "Could it be like that?" I'm like, "Because we didn't see that it said scapegoat." Again, you couldn't see right, shit from right, that right. far. I had to wait to get home to see what that armband said. Um, and he goes. I gotta be honest, man. We're in San Jose. He goes, This is Jeff Cobb country. He goes, I feel like it's gonna be Jeff Cobb. I go, but he's in the United Empire. He goes, Let's see. I'll be god damned, it was Jeff Cobb. Place lit up for him. Place also for you're supposed to be booing TMDK, mm. which was Bad Dude Tito and Zack Saber Jr. Crowd lost their shit when Saber came out, man. Everybody went nuts. And I I turned to my wife, I go, that bleach blonde guy, I go, smooth. Just watch him. Mm-hmm. And the funniest part is that they accidentally, and I didn't know this apparently till later, while showing Riddle standing on the ropes before he announces his partner or points to who his partner is, the name graphic instead of Matt Riddle said Jeff Cobb. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, man, we all make mistakes, and even at yeah. New Japan, okay? It, shit happens. But, yeah, so he was the surprise guy. Best part of the match, even uh, so the faces won. You know how Saber does his manipulating and whatnot of, like, your fingers, your arms, mm-hmm. things like that? He, because Riddle does, uh, he wrestles shoeless, 
he started manipulating oh, his toes gross. and breaking them and shit. Oh, yeah. I was like, I said it. I go, couldn't pay me enough money to move on anybody. That's did, fucking Do you guys ever watch yeah. wrestling? Sometimes I... Uh, eh. <laughs> um in a match that i actually thought was going to be the opposite um well hang on i gotta back up last week i said in united empire it was tjp and gabe kid yes are a part in united empire i was wrong gabe kid is in war dogs bull club war dogs mm. um it's uh francesca akira and TJP are catch twenty two in United Empire. Just wanted to clarify that. Didn't even need Buster. On I was going to say your own fact check. There. there you go. Yes, uh, but I thought the Bullet Club War Dogs were actually going to be the new tag champions for Strong. They were only for the Strong Championship up against Hikuleo and uh, El Fantasmo, but champs retained. Wife absolutely shocked at how big Hikuleo was. Because, like, just steps over the ropes, barely even having to push him down. Yeah. Like, you saw, like, back in the day, Nash would even push him down. This dude barely had to. Just stepped over him nice and easy. Jesus. Reminds me of just a very big version of Damian Priest, to be honest mm, with you. There you go. Right. How he, he, yeah, just good guy who can go. In the women's match, I thought Gaiulia was going to drop her title. <laughs> so I told that to my wife right before it happened, right before the match started, right? And I go... I told Joan, I go, are you fucking with me? And she laughed so hard. She goes, I can't not call her Gaiulia. And I go, no, that's what we're going to call her for the rest of the night. <laughs> so Trisha Dora had a good uh, showing, but Julia retained. Is this the first time you saw Julia wrestle? It is. How was she? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not bad. Nice. Why do you ask? Just curious because there's rumors of her coming to WWE, and you know I, oh, I've been oh. I've been hearing her name bandied about a lot, and I just was curious if she could go or if she was just you know one of those people. That She'll fit the mold with your Kari Sane, Io Shirai's, your Bailey's. Uh, I know I just named everybody in Damage Control. Mm-hmm. Um, Bianca, I think she can go with anybody. This match that she had with Trish Andora, I would say it was kind of almost to a Bianca like ask. Okay. So I, I think she can go, absolutely. Nice. Good question. Thanks. I appreciate questions, but I like to hold the Q&As until after the show. <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, So Gabe Kidd, who is in Bullet Club, wanted to challenge Eddie Kingston for his never-open-weight championship for Strong. He goes, I don't want your other three belts. He goes, your other belts. He goes, I'm, he goes, I want that Strong belt. He goes, it belongs here with us, blah, blah, blah. This match was good. A lot of chopping. Basically, as you know, the Eddie Kingston match tends to be, right? Does the fast, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Goddamn, uh, Kobashi. Kenta Kobashi chops in the corner, the real fast, fast, fast ones. And then, as you know, it's a 20 count. Douchebag to our side as they go, 10, 11. Which my wife, by the way, when we watched the... uh, Osprey Okada match. She goes, are they going to have a uh, Japanese announcer there like that? I go, I think so. I go, even though, because the main banner did say New Japan Strong. Right. But I was kind of hoping that it would be. Everything was, they. it was straight up Japanese. Was Red Shoes there? Um, Red Shoes was the final two matches. Nice. Which, that was all my wife wanted to see. After she watched that match, she goes, well, was Red Shoes going to be there? She wanted me to find a Red Shoes t-shirt. Doesn't exist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. He did the last two matches, which was just fantastic. Um, but as he as they go, 11, 12, the guy goes, 
uh, what happened to the 10 count? Mark. That's what we were dealing with. That's what we were dealing with. with you dealt with the markiest By the, of the way, marks. And in the main event, Jacob Fatu walked through the crowd real quick to go see someone. It wasn't a big crowd, and it was kind of one of those things, but like he was like kind of like just wearing a coat or whatever, and people go, yo, Fatu, and he goes, like, hey, what up, right? On his way back through, my wife and I were placing bets as to what this kid is like, why these two kids would, why these this couple would hang with him, the Amazon, and the other guy would hang with this fucking dude. And I'm like, he's got to be rich. He's got His dad has to have money, some shit like that. Fatu walks by, he goes, yo, and he goes, oh, what's up, man? Somehow, this twat waffle fucking knows Jacob Fatu. He's either, like you said, he's either got money or he's just that much of a mark. But why would you know Jacob Fatu, but you didn't know there's a goddamn 20 count in Japanese wrestling or in other promotions? Like Ring of Honor and MLW, I think, do it too. Good question. Just saying. Yeah, he's a twat. You know, Jacob Fatu is. Anyway, uh, but it was funny because just as Kingston's about to win... Gabe Kidd is on the outside for the count out. He is not going to recover getting close to the thing. And Kingston has one leg in, almost ready to go. And Kidd goes, come on back here and fight, you fat bitch, on the microphone. Kingston turns around, beats the living shit out of him, double count out. I liked it. Jesus. I thought it was a cool ending. I, I liked it. Um, John Moxley and Shingo Takagi, they have their no DQ match. Takagi bled before Moxley. Wow. Shocked as fuck. I was going to send you a video, but I know your stupid Android to iPhone shitty breakdown of what it looks like. But when he came out, I go, if he does, I go, I'm doing this. And I have a video of it, and I'll post it on our page. You just got to remind me. As he came out, there was like three different doors he could come out of, and we're all watching, right? And the music is playing for quite some time. We're like, which way, which way, which way? And he comes out right to our left. I go, motherfucker, he's going to walk right by us. He stops, poses right in front of us, like the, um, just kind of like, you know, throwing the, like his jacket up, like he's Fonz, like, oh, hey, you know? Pretty much, yeah. And just as he turns and walks by, I have the camera, and I go, why do you bleed so much? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. But then we we're like, "Fuck!" If the can- if he comes through here and they are bleeding, I had my jacket hanging over the the barrier right there. I go, "We're gonna have to move that." I'm like, "Cause I don't want blood on my shit." I, I can see this happening. <laughs> they didn't fight in the crowd. They fought a lot on the floor at the ringside, but you can't see everything because as soon as one row stands up, the next row stands up, and you can't see Dick. There was a girl there. Who had either the biggest fucking iPhone or a small iPad. I'm not sure what it was. It was it was very small, but it was a good size. But it helped us. And I go, yo. And I helped my wife. And we're both watching this girl's iPad. She was close <laughs> enough where she could see the shit going on at the ringside. And we're just kind of watching it. Which I thought was great. And then Will Ospreay versus Kazuchika Okada. And dude... First of all, oh, it's another thing. You know how uh, five minutes has passed, right? The douchebag over here. Five. It's five, everybody. Five. I go, I'm going to go to jail tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, ruining it. Match was good. And it was a split crowd. And then out of nowhere, Okada 
is, you know, doing his, you know, sometimes when the in Japan, they don't like it when you do dirty blows, like slaps to the head. They're like, oh, come on, keep it clean. Just wrestling. Like the, the crowd will boo a little bit. Right. He did it. Crowd booed a little bit. And all of a sudden, Okada flipped off the crowd. I go, what? I've never seen Okada do something yeah, like that. Yeah, no I shit. I don't think I've ever seen him do anything as healy as like that, like this throwing up his middle finger. It was really weird. Um, and then after they said it was a 30 or 35-minute mark, I think it was like 30-minute mark, a couple minutes later, Rainmaker, and it was over. Bam. Osprey lost. I was not anticipating that, but it was also a very lackluster ending. Like everybody was like, "Oh, oh, I guess it's over." Okay, like we all thought it was going to be a little bit longer when they said thirty minutes, and they had like twenty to go before hitting eleven p.m., which would have been the end of the pay per view. You know what I'm saying? But they had to save room because after Osprey talked, Bullet Club comes out. So does United Empire, but so does now. Eddie Kingston because he fought with Gabe Kidd earlier and um and it, it's funny because he did a backstage promo to Gabe Kidd. He goes, You got you got friends. I got friends. He goes, I got stupid Puerto Rican friends. You think you're crazy, dog? <laughs> I'm not playing. And then just did a stone cold. I'm I'm like, God damn, he's one of the best promos in the company or in the business now. Um there was a guy that was up at the very top, looked a lot like that boy that was falling asleep, thought that was hysterical. <laughs> but also when Moxley came by Right after I yelled the, uh, why do you bleed so much? And I turned my camera off. I go, the fuck is that? I go, who the fuck is wearing Vicks Vapor Rub right now? My wife's like, you think it's icy hot? And I go, oh, uh, it's probably Moxley. Yeah, that's definitely Moxley then. Okay. <laughs> he puts on Ben Gay before so, he wrestles. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's, didn't we, didn't we have a whole segment about that? That's that's what it was. Okay, I'm like that sounds familiar. All right, so that was New Japan Battle in the Valley. Not a bad time. It was fun. Sounds like a good time. Good face. stories. Yeah. Well, you know what wasn't good? Dynamite last week, <laughs> on so many levels. First of all, Chris Jericho comes out to make the save. I think for Sammy Guevara. Doesn't matter. Judas kept playing the entire time, and then they pumped in. This is awesome as a chant going through it. And then they made the mistake of looking at someone in the crowd. Showed at least 10 people and not one person was even moving their mouth to either the song Judas or This is Awesome. Wow. Pretty transparent. Maybe take them off TV if you want to. Yeah, if you, if you want to have this issue, just take them off TV completely. But it's funny because before Collision... There were certain papers that were out there, uh, backstage things, saying certain things that could be done, what can't be, who is allowed backstage. But also, you need to confiscate any signs that mention Kylie Ray, Chris Jericho in any negative light, or anything that has both names on it. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> you're digging your... Yo, you're going to fire CM Punk for the shit that happened like that, and you're not going to do anything with, with Jericho? Or Jungle Boy. I'm just saying. Or the Bucks. Exactly. Darby Allen, we always say he's always close to dying. <laughs> Did you see when Hobbs and Takeshka threw him in the air and he hit his head on the ropes? Yep. Pulled an Enzo Amore. <laughs> it's 
supposed to be very Norman Smiley-like, but apparently he did it very Darby Allen-like and just wanted to die. Um, Dear God, also in Daly's place, Hangman Page defeated Claudio Castagnoli. I think Claudio could maybe go back to WWE. Maybe he could be a Triple H guy. Maybe it was Vince that was holding him back. Remember, it was Vince with the whole brass rings and he and all that bullshit. And maybe he can go back to being Cesaro because this is not what it cracked up to be. He's been there for almost now two years, and mm-hmm. it's been dog shit. Yep. Hit. The best thing he's done was a couple of ma- like the Zack Sabre Jr. match where he first showed up. Maybe winning a Ring of Honor championship. Can't really give you much more than that. Yeah, he won the ROH title and disappeared. Damn. Well, on Dynamite, Joe comes out to the ring in Daly's place with the new AEW championship, you know, no longer the Triple B. And first is interrupted by Swerve. Swerve tells him, you know, he's next in line. Like I said, I'm going to be the very first. He's saying it a lot, man. I'm going to be the very first. Uh black champion for AEW. I I think they're going to hopefully pull the trigger on that very soon. I hope. If they were smart, but it's Tony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's just a sniff away from a, from changing. If it makes sense, it's not going to happen. Right. And then Adam Page comes out and says, makes his plea that 2023 was not my year, but I got to refocus and I got to be the one to come after the AEW championship. And then out comes Hook. And they have to tell you he's 28-1 and one because we're following up on the tweets from Tony yesterday. We have to fucking back all that shit up. And he gets face-to-face with Joe. And out of nowhere, unannounced, it was never said before, all of a sudden, Hook just looks at his him and goes, one week. One week. So apparently they're fighting tonight. I don't know if it's for the championship or not. Jesus Christ. Fucking Tony. Yep. But then, hmm, to end... Dynamite. Hmm. Apparently, maybe it from somewhat of a rumor, I heard that Sting did want his last match to be a tag. Probably to hide his Mm -hmm. uh, inability to carry a full match. 100%. However, I still think he could have had a one-on-one with a million people in the world and still made it a pretty decent match. Better than Ric Flair's dying match. (laughs) Shivani's in the ring talking about, yeah, time's coming. We got to figure out who it is. And I'm like, here we go. It's got to be Derby. Out come the fucking Young Bucks. I don't know. How do you want to describe these new mustache looks and, and their looks, uh, this new persona? Vince hated facial hair. Vince hated facial hair all his life and now has that weird Gomez Adams stash. Um, it's so out of place. They look like they look like two kids who are trying to grow a beard, and that's the best they can do. I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Sting and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks, yep. and they didn't fully announce it. But the announcer said off the air, "Well, it, it's looking like this is going to be a match for Revolution." They go, "I guess it is." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, they fuck!" I was like, "I go, they're not saying anything." If they don't say anything, because. You're kayfabe, pal. Right. Right. Last week, we were about to go live. 
on Thursday, we're like, fuck it. We're too pissed off with this. Yes. Yep. But I'm like, it hasn't fully been announced yet that it's an actual match for a revolution. They haven't fully, it hasn't been officially announced. So we, I don't want to jump the gun and lose my goddamn shit about this whole thing. If maybe they waste it quickly on dynamite and we, maybe there's a saving grace. Maybe there's not. I'm just throwing this out there as a hopeful. Yeah, I, I, I can. It's appre- likely going to be the boss. I can appreciate it, but yeah, no, we're we're all doomed, and that's the match we're probably going to get. I just remember I found it on Facebook, and I, uh, and I just did the Mac. The I replied with the gif of Mac. God <laughs> damn it. God damn it. <laughs> well, the only other notable thing is apparently not only did they have Rampage, they also had Collision, and then they also had Battle of the Belts. We have, we can't have enough TV shows. And these Battle of the Belts are just throwaway championship matches and not one title ever changes. And they had a very stupid no DQ for no reason tag team title match between Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara taking on Big Bill and Ricky Starks, your defending champions, who retain. The whole match is built around two things. One, Jericho going in the back and putting a fucking cone on his head and looking like a fucking moron. And Sammy Guevara going to the top of the Titan Tron, trying to pull a Jeff Hardy with his swanton, basically it's what it was, missing and landing on the... Uh, Blatant crash pad? Entrance way, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, the, cl- the crash pad. But then, of course, had to do the... I'm crazy I fucking hate that. before he does. I fucking, I'm like, just, yeah. That's all that was about. That's it. So that was easy to wrap up by uh, <sighs> AEW in just a couple of seconds. Now, SmackDown. Man, I called it. I goddamn called it. I said, what Butch really needs is he needs to get Pete Dunne to come up to WWE with him. Get him out of NXT. And I said, and fucking ditch Butch, get back with Pete Dunne. Well, apparently that's what it's looking like. They even did a couple of teasers on SmackDown. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. Because Butch is a stupid fucking name. It is. It was fine for the Bushwhacker. Fine <laughs> for that. Um, Bianca Belair defeated Bailey in an actual lengthy, decent match. And when I say lengthy, multiple segments. I think it went probably 25 in... In total, total, you know, even with your commercials, it, it, but that's that's giving the girls a lot of time, yeah. And everybody's, you know, it, it go back to your bringing to the table last week, Tony. We have the best, we have everything, we have the best over here with the women's roster. Just because you buy everything doesn't mean you have the best. You're not producing anything. You haven't done anything with your women. Ruby Soho has been there for nearly fucking three years, and I don't think I've seen her win a match. Yeah, I yeah, like a couple here and there, but you know, <laughs> she's a resident jobber. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of the night, or not in the beginning, right before the match was about to happen, uh, it looked like it was going to be a handicap match with Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight taking on Solo Sokoa and Jim Uso because they could have found a partner, but nobody, of course, was going to team with them. Heyman was trying to get people all night, asking Carlito, Bobby Lashley, and no one did. So instead, they took Randy Orton out early. It made it a tag team match. Randy comes back, gets the upper hand, ends with uh, Paul Heyman on his phone. Call Roman Reigns. I love that he does it. I'm like, your phone didn't hear you in that loud arena, but that's okay. But the scary part was watching Carmelo Hayes have his very first 
uh, not his very first match, but uh, as an official member, I feel like, of SmackDown now, up against Austin Theory. He's up on the top rope, sitting with his feet on the second rope. And Theory went to go do what I would assume is kind of like a Spanish fly from that angle, I think. Can't really tell. Okay. Um, both men dropped right on their fucking head, Oof. right on their heads, and ref threw the X up. Carmelo, his eyes were looking up like, he was like, yeah, Ma, I'll be up. I'll be up in a minute for school. Like, he was out. Uh, theory didn't look any better. Even Grayson Waller, who was right by the ringside, his immediate face reaction was like, oh, fuck. It was bad. Yikes. On to Raw. So it opens up with Cody and Drew. And it Drew, you know, just... Because, you know, Cody always does the, what do you want to talk about? Which I fucking hate. Yeah. It's like when Adam Cole... I like the story time with Adam Cole, baby, the first time. I thought it was great at All Out that time. But, like, and then, when he did it every time, I'm like, eh. You know, it's... It's kind of the same thing. The marks, like, the marks like to channel along with the wrestlers. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but they even brought reference to a couple of things. Drew goes, you remember we were a tag team champions at one point. He goes, what was our name? And Cody goes, the Dashing Ones. <laughs> and it was funny because Drew goes, I can't believe we didn't go places with that name. Great fucking line. I'm glad you just bashed yourself on that. That's fucking hysterical. It's more bashing creative because you didn't choose your name. But they actually mentioned, he goes, you know, Drew said, before I came back to WWE, he goes, you know, you followed my path and you went out to the indies and did, my, did your thing. He goes, before I came back and I did the NXT and WWE, he goes, my last match on the indies with, was with you. And it was in, I believe, WCPW, if I'm not mistaken, that promotion that was what culture, yeah. just a little bit. Yep. Yep. And then Cody does the... Uh, who won that match? Because Cody got the win on the you know that night. <clears throat> Looking pretty good. It was it was a good uh, exchange between both guys. And but the problem I have is the crowd. I don't know what they're doing with the sound. It was like they're either cranking up microphones and trying to get audience sound, or like sometimes it's okay if the crowd's just quiet and listening to them, man. If that's the whole point. But it's like a weird sound that's extra that shouldn't be there. Just a my my little issue didn't with that. catch it. I'll have to check it out next time. Pay more attention to the production. But Drew's like, and I'm gonna tell you, it'll be me at WrestleMania finishing my story. Yo, I have a feeling it's gonna be Seth defending against Cody, Punk, Drew, and one other. Like I feel it's gonna be like four or five way, some shit like that. Everybody's got a bunch of stories, and I think they're just gonna go. Well, a good story is putting all stories together. Uh, I hope I, not. I'm. <laughs> Just ideas, all I'm saying. Uh, in the back, our truth is sitting back there with a bunch of shirts, and Damian Priest shows up. And I love that Truth keeps calling him DP. Yo, DP, DP, which is really funny if you think about DP. But anyway. yeah. <laughs> uh, and he goes, "You got to stop selling these shirts. You're not in Judgment Day." And then he slaps cash in his in his hand, and he goes, "What's this?" He goes, "That's just your cut." Oh, shit. All right, man. You're all right. And Priest is being all right, which is great. And he goes, hey, tonight in the tag match, you're tagging with Miz. It's him and uh, Baylor. He goes, don't tag in. And he goes, oh, oh, okay, I get it. And does a wink. Fuck, he's just so good. No wonder he's selling the the merch. Uh, DIY defeated J.D. McDonough and Dirty Dom. Gunther came back and declared he's going to be in the Rumble. Mm -hmm. And then Xavier Woods made his 
in ring return. Yep, saw that Coming match. to the Avenge of of uh, Kofi Kingston and gets busted in the mouth at one point. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I was watching and, that with Wheezy. And it could have just been Wheezy being Wheezy. He's like, oh, here we go with the fake blood. I'm like, that's not fake. They wouldn't waste fake blood on that. He, like, bit his lip or something. No, nah, because when they interviewed him backstage, his mouth had a cut right yeah. on his lip. Yep. It was it was actually a real one. Um, yeah, they wouldn't waste on just a little baby cut like that. Right. Good moment, and it went to a no contest, you know, and it made him look pretty strong. I, I thought that when he was having his head right up against the rail, I go, oh, great. This dude just took out all of New Day in a two-week uh, span. I'm like, it's not like Big E's coming back. But then I was like, wait, what if Big E does come back for, like, one last match, and you have a New Day match, and it's versus all of Imperium? Like, maybe at, like, Elimination Chamber, something. Wishful thinking, unfortunately. It is. I know. But anyway... Uh, Tazawa upsetted uh, Ivar yeah. with a roll-up powerbomb off of the top rope. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Valhalla. Yep. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Trying. Trying. Keep wanting to call Nailed it Sarah it. Logan. Valhalla then took out Maxine Dupree because she kind of distracted uh, Ivar yep. right before that. Uh, and then, you know, Chad Gable backstage talking with him. He's like, he fought dirty. He's like, but Michonne what's really like to be an alpha. And it's funny because then right after Tazawa doesn't Does, do his full dance. He does it lazily. Just his hands only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit between him and Nana, I don't know which dance is better. And then they announced that CM Punk is going to be on Raw for the go home show for the Rumble. And wants to, he goes, uh, what do you want to talk about at? American Nightmare. He wants a face-to-face with Cody. Bro, this is the promo we have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. This is the one that if they're going to make any mention of why you leave a place or anything at all, this is the guy you do it with. Because you brought up the whole, they made you leave or or, or yeah. whatever you uh, You, left, was, you know? left because you couldn't take it anymore. I left because they couldn't take me anymore. Something along those lines. I got fired because they couldn't take me anymore. It's more than there. Well, yeah, fair (laughs) enough. But but what I'm getting at is, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be a great promo. I'm more, I'm about as excited about watching that as I was when we first saw MJF and Punk in the ring. I think this is going to be a good promo. Should be good. I I think they're going to keep their comments very limited and very subtle in reference to AEW, if at all. Absolutely, but it's still going to be a good promotion. We're both. We both came back here to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. But my goals are bigger than yours. Yada yada. I'm I'm excited about that promo. Me too. Um, Rhea Ripley comes out again, oh. talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. She looks like a million somber. dollars on that show, man. Oof. Oh yeah. Well, every every fucking week. Um, but mommy is gonna win, and then Becky Lynch comes out. And she and had oh, wait 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 she she had to talk about the women's championship on the line. <laughs> it hurts to do it, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm seeing the weeds happen right there. Weezy yeah. Joe is back. That's why I opted not to Jesus. do it this week. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> so anyway, it basically was Nia Jax and Rhea Ripley from last week. It's just Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. I gotta go on. I don't know if I could beat you. I gotta win the Royal Rumble. Oh no, I gotta main event WrestleMania. Yep, pretty much. And then Rhea says, "I'll see you at WrestleMania." Yep. I gotta be honest. 
I think we're both right in a way. I think it's going to be a fucking triple threat. I think who wins the women's rumble mm-hmm. is going to be like Bailey, and she's going to go after your SmackDown championship so that you have time to build up Rhea versus Becky and Nia Jax. Isn't e- I think Becky and Nia don't win. Isn't Io Sky the women's champion? That I say Io Shirai, I meant Io Sky. No, but if Becky wins, why? I'm sorry, if Bailey wins the Rumble, she's going to go after her own stablemate? The whole point is that you know that she's going to That's what you're talking about. Okay. All right. I just wanted to clarify oh, what totally. you were talking about. Okay. That's the road yeah. I'm going down. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Because if you're going to, it's going to be a triple threat. And what's going to happen, though, is I bet you she doesn't pin Becky, she pins Nia. Nia could take the pin and be okay with it. Becky keeps her strong. Rhea retains. There's no way she's dropping the title. I hope you're right. I say no way, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that, like I said. <laughs> um, and then Finn Balor and Damian Priest took on our Truth and the Miz. I'll let you take this one. Bro. Go ahead. So Miz comes out first, and it's great because this because this match, Miz comes out, gets to the ring commercial. Two minutes later, Miz is still in the ring with his music playing. The rest of the entrances. Two minutes into the match, they go to commercial. It's fucking terrible. Can I tell you what I absolutely hate is when they do that. They bring the person out to the ring, goes to commercial, they come back. Someone is backstage. They're doing a whole yeah. fucking promo. Yeah. And if you've been at those shows, you're just standing you're there. watching the video. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear, play, I came to play. Like the music has been going the whole fucking time. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah, it's oh terrible. So, uh, yeah, so after Miz comes out, he's tagging with R-Truth. R-Truth doesn't come out. The Judgment Day comes out. And you know they have those little 3D logos that they put up on the screen, and this which I, I genuinely hate until right. last night. Yeah, I I popped I popped for this. It was fucking great. So they're panning out, and you see this big 3D logo of the Judgment Day, and you see all the members, and then as it finally pans out, you see our truth there in a hood, and and it's holding a sign that says "Live, Laugh, Love." <laughs> <laughs> And here's the I best. gotta be honest. I thought Little Jimmy <laughs> was the peak of his career. I thought that was gonna be the very peak, and then you know the, um, I can't get in a ladder match. I'm I'm uh I have arachnophobia. Wait, what? <laughs> you know, like like I thought that was his peak, and then coming out and being like I'm in the Royal Rumble, and they're like it's the Elimination Chamber, all that whatever that shit he was doing. This may be his best part of his fucking career. This is in its. There's so much mileage you could go on this if you treat this bloodline style. With the Judgment Day in truth, oh my god, it's so good. I think it's leading towards a uh, priest turning face, and they kind of built at this. So, like we said, Judgment Day comes out, and our truth is behind them, probably a good ten <laughs> feet. <laughs> so they come out, and Truth kind of scampers behind them and comes in the ring behind them and starts coming close to him. And then Finn turns around, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Miz has to keep... They, they hold the titles up in the air, <laughs> posing, and then he stands right in between them like he's there for the pose as well before touching him. And then Miz has to keep telling him, you're my partner tonight. Then, like, R-Truth goes to start wrestling and all this money comes out of his pockets. He starts picking it up and giving it to Finn and giving it to... He gives some to Damien, he gives some to Dom, and then JD gets on the on the apron and he's like, you gotta be in the Judgment Day! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was great. 
It was right. And then the whole match was just playing off of that. He doesn't know who he's tagging with. And at one point, it seems like Damien is very hesitant to hit him. So that's why they really teased that. And then he ended up, you know, choke slamming him anyway. But uh, he was hesitant to to do a choke slam on him at, at one point. Yep. It was funny because when Baylor hit him and he went out of the ring, he goes, I know we're supposed to be playing, but th- those hits actually hurt. <laughs> he's too good. But, you know, you mentioned it. Um, Judgment Day was backstage after Priest had that interaction with him earlier. And they're like, yo, are you siding with him? He goes, I'm not siding with him, guys. I'm just saying, well, look at this. And then pulls out the money. And Baylor's like, oh, shit, my mind's changed. <laughs> I'm uh. I'm all for it. Um, And then you had your world heavyweight championship match between Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal. Did you watch the match? Uh, we, uh, I think we switched over to the football game at that point. But uh, the only thing that I really saw, I mean, other than him obviously retaining, um, is that Seth may be injured. He was seen limping backstage. And I didn't read it too much, yes. so I don't know if that's kayfabe or, or shoot, you know, but whatever. Well, a couple of things to that. One, we're 10 days away from Royal Rumble. Yeah. He doesn't even have a world championship match. Is he not even on the card for Rumble? Wrestles weekly on Raw, and you're not going to be on Rumble? Yeah, that is an odd one, isn't it? That is an yeah. odd one, because he, so, he talks about being a fighting champion, and he has defended it several times on Raw, but he I don't think there is a match lined up for Royal Rumble for him yet. Unless it's, You know, there was a know. quick promo last night. I say last night with Kayfabe Pal for Raw. Um, there was a quick promo where... Bronson Reed said, I'm coming for a championship, and that champion's not ready. And I'm like, I don't think he's talking about Gunther. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I thought he was talking about Gunther. But what if he's talking about Seth and maybe next week Seth comes out acting injured or whatever it is? Like you're saying, maybe if it is a kayfabe or a work, and then he's his opponent at Rumble. Because we don't need Reed in the in the Rumble. We know he's not gonna win. You got way too many big names. There's no reason putting like Akira Tozawa in the fucking Rumble right now. Right. Um yeah, man, I don't know. No, I think he's going to go after Gunther. Did you see there's odds on favorites of uh, MJF actually winning the Rumble? Fucking dumb luck. Yeah, but I was going to say, what are the odds on that one? A million to one? <laughs> I don't know. I'll put a buck in. So, uh, but yeah, there were some moments where Jinder almost uh, won, quote unquote. You know, it, real good moments, especially where, like, things happen where his uh, his team... Uh, Shanky or whatever got involved and I uh, hit actually because Priest came was at the ringside and it looked like he was going to maybe cash in. And then Drew comes out of the crowd, stepping over the barricade. Who is Damien? They just announced right before this because they've been kind of feuding enough as it is. They announced right before this match that next week, Damien Priest is going to be taking on Drew McIntyre. And so just as Priest looks like he's ready to cash in, Drew jumps him, and they fight all the way to the back. To me? I go, that was smart booking. It's You just teased a lot of animosity between them. It's not just a match out of nowhere. They're actually trying to cost him something, and now they're going to fight all the way to the back. It, that was, I like that. I thought imagine, it was a nice, smart way. Imagine that. How refreshing right. was that? <laughs> right. But Seth ends up winning, of course, uh, and you know I think it was yeah with a curb stomp as we thought. So not a bad uh, raw. I would say fifty fifty. The crowd was really they were selective on what they were 
really in for, like what they were interested in wanting. It's funny. You know what I'm really getting sick of? Besides this is awesome, is we want tables. Oh, my God. Especially if someone pulled out a kendo stick and they go, we want tables. Motherfucker, can he work with what he just got out first? Or maybe, just maybe, there's one planned. How about you wait? Yeah. Or how about they Even just during the How about they just don't use tables? Well, there's that. But I was gonna say, look at uh the Kaiser Xavier moment, that whole thing. As soon as he put him up against the steps, we want tables. It's not what this is about. Right. It's about doing the exact same thing he did to Kofi last week. Shut the it's fuck up. Storytelling. Yeah. God damn it, let's just go to the table. Just bring it, bitch! By the way, I didn't ask you, how's storytelling on the San Jose? Did I keep it kind of limited? Mm, tried. Anyway. <laughs> hey, that's great. I, I really tried. Hey, that was actually a pretty concise thing. I had I did try to get hey, pretty do it. And, you, know, you did good. Thank you. you did good. Not well, just good. I didn't I didn't yawn once. <laughs> I didn't roll my eyes. Last week I watched. I only looked at porn for a couple minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right? Yo, I've had this one little fucking bug that has been bothering me this entire show in this room. But that's not what my bringing to the table is about. My bringing to the table is what we almost went live on Thursday for the retribution of the Young Bucks being Sting's opponent. I was like, God damn. I, it, like that night when we first started talking, because you messaged me. You said, have you watched Dynamite? I said, I'm about to fire it up, but I read one thing and I wrote, Fucking bucks with a question mark, and you, that's when you said yeah, the, I think I had the just thing. Seen it, God yeah. damn it! <laughs> uh, and I was like, "All right, quickly." I know I'm a man of lists, right? But on a post-it note, I said, "Just five, five legitimate last matches Sting could have had in this company that would have been fine. You could have made a way to make it happen one way or another with." his skills, ability, and everything you want to call it. And none of them were tag matches, I'll be honest with you, because I didn't know until the next day or a day later that Sting actually would prefer a tag match. Probably smart on his sure. part. Sure, fair enough. He knows his, li- yeah, knows his limitations. But, um, it's funny. You, you've seen the Rosa Michael Scott, right? <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> five people I would do. Anybody from the warehouse... Like, that's kind of where... <laughs> yeah. That was kind of my, my list here for... This whole sting thing. I was like, anybody but the fucking Young Bucks. But honorable mentioned, and do not make fun of this. I'm real serious. Even the honorable mention would be Orange Cassidy. In the sense of, you know what? I see a little bit of him, uh, or a little bit of me in him. You know, you're different from everybody else. You're a small guy. You stand out, blah, 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 blah. Could have been that role. I'm saying that's as, as minimum as you could have went. Okay? Top five. Sure. Jeff Jarrett. In the company, you already have your built-in history from TNA and WCW. Done. Yep. Number four. Like Brian Danielson could have very easily worked a great match with you somehow. Right? Two big legends. It's Danielson's last year, and it's your last match. Just an option. Number three. He was never happy with his own personal retirement match at WrestleMania 35 against Baron Corbin. Bring back Sting, or bring back uh, Kurt Angle. And Kurt have Angle. him run it with Sting one more time, just like they used to in TNA. They had a great thing going right before the main event. Mafia, after it, all of it. Very easily, they both could have had a very... Yeah, it would have been two old men having a match, right? But we know it going in, and would have been fine with it. I would have been understanding. Mm-hmm. Number two, what you brought up last week, Samoa Joe. 
put the title on the line. Title versus your retirement anyway. You're retiring, you could go out as a champ, or I could kill your career and make you nothing. Whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know? And again, they have their built-in career from TNA. And number one, uh, Darby Allen. Mm. But then again, Darby style <laughs> would have probably killed Sting. <laughs> Just the coffin drop yeah, alone. Yeah, it probably would have been harder to put that together. Darby is not necessarily a carry you through the match kind of guy. That's a good point. That's very good. That's a yeah. really good point. So I'll take him out of there and put Orange Cassidy in. That's how bad I don't want the Young Bucks. I'm like, I'll take an Orange Cassidy one on one match. I'll even take. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Speaking of, what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> None of that. Uh, did you watch the video, the clip that I sent you? I did. Of, 30, minute, you 30 did. minutes of delight. I I love when they are genuinely laughing and cackling. Uh, Brian Lass and Jim Cornette. I just, I get a kid. Anybody. Anybody. My local, you know, the local uh, morning show on the radio. Whatever. When you get people that have a rapport and they're legitimately laughing at something that's funny, you smile without even thinking about it. And I love I pop for that shit, right? Obviously, I'm popping, I'm smiling. They were talking about when uh, Russo, and I forget who the fuck else it was, uh, Jeremy Borash, Mm -hmm. maybe? They 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 pitched direct TV... A week-to-week pay-per-view style promotion called Bitch Slap. This is before TNA was pitched, which was kind of the same model, right? Just funny that all these years later, there's a slap game that's out there now, but yeah. I know. And I like the way Cornette says it. Power slap. So they read some of the character descriptions, and I think Russo wrote these up mainly, and goddamn, they're so funny. They are they are they are fucking hilarious. There's one, and I'm trying to think of which one I should read here because I've got them here. One of the one I'll read the names of the wrestlers: Toxic Shock, Homeless Heather, Kentucky Love with Papa Woody, The Ass Pirates, Blackbeard and Treasure Chest. Which how are you an ass pirate if you're a woman? Isn't that a reference to something completely different? I'm still back on the incest one, but go ahead. <laughs> Birdie Hole for One. Oh, what's that? Beastie Alley and her little dog Scrote. <laughs> Moose Knuckle and Camel Toe. MBP, which is missing body parts. Stumpy and Gimpy. Nurse Hershey with Dr. Proctor. And Grandma Gas. Oh, wait, uh, I was filled with various other superstars such as Terry Springer, Brittany Shears, Flem M, Yenta the Jewish American Princess, Lorena Choppit, Jenny Knockersville, and Cucumba. I think Flem M is my favorite one. <laughs> I, I Like I said, I want to... Homeless Heather, nice box, commented a young boy to his loving father as they fuck <laughs> Oh my god! It's all right. I'm done. I, it's good enough. I've got him. If you ever want to read him, I'll you guys got to check it out though. It was very well w- worth the, the listen. It was. It was well. Oh done. man. Well, look at some things are good. Some things are bad. Right. Some things that you get to watch are funny. Some things you can't even just laugh at. Like this week in our 
Monday Night Wars, some pay-per-views you just may never, ever forget. I may put this on the Heroes of Wrestling level. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let's get it over with. Monday Night Wars! Jericho, Santa, and Rosina. Jericho's happy. Happy, he's rubbing his nose in is what he's doing. Sure, he don't have to put the dress on. Take heed on January 24th. The next sacrificial lamb will be led to slaughter. And your simple minds won't allow you to believe who the next victim will be. So attend if you dare. Resist, and you subject yourself to agonizing pain and extreme suffering. Oh, man. Is Russo here already in WCW? It sure seems like it, but I don't think so. Because we have a loser wears a dress match. Yeah, yeah. Tip of the iceberg. Here we go. Let's get into it, man. It was WCW sold out 1999. If you bought this, you sold out your soul to WCW. (laughs) This was uh, January 17th. Take it away, ODM. All right, <clears throat> we start with a, a video package. It's Flair basically looking like he's giving a presidential address, uh, and the feed keeps cutting out now and again, and he ends it by saying WCW is in control once again. Maybe not. Um, this was pre- Which, w- the whole thing was horrible with the extra flashing of photography. Yeah. like it was like a real. Pro- I was like, God, this is. Horrible. <clears throat> and they did a lot of background chatter. Like there were a bunch of reporters yeah. in the room. It was it was bad. It was too much. So this was previously billed as WCW slash NWO sold out. Right now, the NWO on all their logos has a red X through it because Flair's in charge. Shivani is told there's a, a disturbance backstage, and we, we go backstage, and we see Goldberg on the floor of his dressing room. Everything is all tore up. The room's been, you know, tossed. And he, he looks like a fucking pissed-off, alcoholic, abusive father because he's like, get the camera out of here, and he picks something up and chucks it right at the camera. Next, you get Mike Enos versus Benoit. And, I mean, hey, at least Mike Enos got to be on a pay-per-view, I guess, right? Swear to God, I go, huh, they're going to be interrupting in the pay-per-view match? <laughs> All right, let's see where this goes. Well, they didn't. This was actually a really long match, and they made Enos look competitive, even though he's fought Benoit before and gotten the shit kicked out of him. But Benoit wins. And kicked the shit out of him. And kicked the shit kicked out of him, yeah. Uh, Hall Goldberg hype package leads to Norman Smiley versus Chavo. Chavo comes out, no, I'm sorry, Smiley comes out with an urn full of the wood chips from Pepe. Um, at one point during the match, Smiley gets Chavo in a wheelbarrow position, right? So Chavo is is facing the mat. Chavo has him by his ankles, right? Chavo's kind of planked out. And Smiley starts doing the ass slap dance, but he's actually slapping Chavo's ass like he's hitting him from behind. Good old Norman Smiley. 
Other put butts in some seats. Other than that, this was a very sloppy match. Smiley throws sawdust in Chavo's face and locks in the chicken wing for the win. Okay. Next, next torture. Fit Finley versus Hippie Hammer. And the only note that I wrote beside Finley wins is seriously banger of a pay per view so far. <laughs> I wrote, seriously? Hammers on a pay-per-view? <laughs> I actually had to relook at the thing. I had to hit the button that like tells you the title of what you're looking at when you're looking at a file. Am I right? watching the right thing? <laughs> I thought I was watching Nitro. I, I was know. like, no, no, this is sold out. It's Nitro. Just the matches are way longer. Way longer. Like, you just gave me Benoit Enos. Uh, you had the other match, but now you're also following up with uh, Van Hammer and Finley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banger, K-fay, Banger was exactly the right. Yep, Kfa pal. It, it's not hippie hammer. That's just what I call him, just because he's dressed as a hippie now. It's Van Hammer, so, but he it's Van Hammer. Hippie, so it's hippie yep. hammer. Hippie yep. hammer. Uh, next, Bam Bam versus Wrath. Wrath or Bam Bam wins. So so much for Wrath's push. Because <laughs> you know, I got worried for a second. I'm like, please tell me they're not going to make Bam Bam lose, <laughs> and he didn't. Uh, next, you get Conan versus Lex Luger. Um, Luger says, I'm going to speak on this. I can let you walk away. You can do this the easy way or the hard way. Conan attacks him to start the match. Liz comes to ringside. She must have forgot where the pills were. She spray paints Conan in the face during the tequila sunrise. Luger hits the rack for the win. Conan. Conan. Where are the pills? (laughs) Next, you get Saturn versus Jericho in said dress match. Scott Dickinson is the ref. He's the one that's been screwing Saturn as of late. Saturn locks in a small package. The ref looks at his shoulders saying, oh, nope, it's not down. So he go, he jumps to the other side to check the shoulders. But in doing so, he rolls them over to where Jericho's in the pinning situation. And Dickinson does the fast three count. Jericho wins. And both of these guys on the way out, they're arm in arm and they're laughing. And Saturn puts on a dress. Yay. Next, there was like light jokes like Heenan was trying. It was horrible. I just didn't even care. Yep, pretty much. Kidman versus Juventud Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Psychosis, a four-corner cruiserweight title match. Commentary cannot figure out who won the coin toss and who's starting the match. And Kidman retains. Yeah. Okay. It was a four-way of every... Cruiserweight match we've seen so far. Nothing spectacular. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Jericho interrupts Booker's interview with WCW.com, and they set up a match for Nitro. Next, you get Hennig and Wyndham versus Rick and David Flair with Arn Anderson. David and Wyndham start. I never thought I'd have to ever Uh, talk about. (laughs) Fucking David Flair has mad rosacea or some shit. Looks like Flair. It looks like fucking (laughs) Flair slapped the shit out of him. Before they fucking He looks like he just got done crying hard for like 48 hours. Looks like he's been out in fucking... Looks like he's been out in 15 degree weather for too long. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, no, and that was before even getting to the ring. Rick works most of the match pretty much. Um, Arn Anderson hits Hennig with a tire iron and David falls on top of him to get the pin. It's great, though, because when when they show it in slow motion, Hennig... 
again, you got to call him a pro for doing the right thing, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it was so goddamn obvious. As Hennig starts falling backwards, he grabs David and just pulls him on top of him. Because it was, David's gravity was pulling him the other way after the other that way. hit. He took yep. the hit and started going the other way, but he was supposed to go forward and forward. fall on, on Hennig, and he just pulls him real quick and, and brings him right on top. I caught that, too, because I was like, exact words I said, I go, fucking pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God bless him to save even a David Flair match. I know. Again, words you thought you'd never say. Um, NWO comes in. It's the uh, it's the black and white portion. Norton beats down Arn. Benoit comes in. Then the Wolf Pack. They handcuff Rick to the bottom rope, and it's great because they surround David and they do that thing that bullies used to do back in the day, where they would surround the kid and just push him to one side of the circle, and then he'd get pushed. You know, they just kept bouncing him around. Um, that was the be- that was actually better than the entire match. Yeah, that actually made me laugh. Watching them ping pong his ass around, or not ping pong. Uh, yeah. what, what is it? Uh, no, what, what not? Uh, what is the the game that you pinball the arcade game? Pinball. I said I said ping pong, pinball like a pinball machine. This dude was bing 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 off of every member. It was making me laugh. I thought it was great. Yeah, it really was the best part of the match. Uh, they fucking uh, end up whipping him with the belt. He gets his ass beat. They spray paint Easy E on his back kind of funny all while flair is crying yeah oh my god my son hey man you brought him into the situation he's here well next you get scott hall in your main event versus goldberg in the cattle prong ladder match goldberg has a brace on his knee to uh back up the attack at the beginning of the pay-per-view there is only one really thing. Really starting to look like Stone Cold now. I know, right? For real. <laughs> um, you only appreciated the the pinball spot from the previous match. The only thing that I appreciated about this is how and when the ladder was brought out. They didn't start with eight ladders around the ring. There weren't five attempts in the first five minutes. The, the ladder didn't come out until ten minutes into the match, and then yep. they limited the amount of times they went for the spot. That was refreshing. I'm not going to lie. you can say about this match. That is the only good thing you can say about this. Hall bricked uh, being crotched by the ropes after one of the ladder spots. Yo, Hall his is... ankle got on the top rope and his body went to the floor, or right to the uh, the mat. The mat, and I was yeah. Like, instantly I go, oh, it's torn groin. There's no yeah. way that wasn't. He really, when you say botch it, it's not like he overshot it. It was a complete undershot, undershot. which is way worse. Yeah, seriously. Not good. Uh, Hull's down. Goldberg almost gets to the stun stick, and Disco Dick Nuts comes out and pushes the ladder over. And when Goldberg hit the ropes, it looks like he actually hung himself. He might have concussed himself on that one. It was pretty It was pretty nasty looking. Um, He did not look, yeah, it did not look pleasant. Hull gets the stun stick. Goldberg is now selling his leg. He's hopping around on one leg to avoid being hit by the stun gun. Because another thing that they never really mentioned in this match until the end, you don't win by pinfall or submission. You win by using the stun gun on the other person. A lot of times these matches has nothing to do with that. It's just if you get it, you get to use it. A lot of times that's what the match is. So um, he ends up super kicking Hall. The, the, the cattle prong falls to the floor. Goldberg gets it. He stuns Disco Douchebag, and then he teases using it for like a minute and a half. Yep. 
Are you serious? It was so, annoying. So what would you do? Would you use the stun stick or would you continue the charade by throwing it up in the air so that guy will reach for it and then you can spear him? Oh, and then you can jackhammer him because you got to get your shit in. Then stun him because that's what happened. Then Bam Bam comes out and brawls with Goldberg. Hall comes too and he's like, well, fuck these assholes. And he uses the stun stick on both Goldberg and Bam Bam. My last note for this, fuck this pay-per-view. Good night, folks. Thanks for watching Nitro. I mean, uh, sold out. <laughs> well, it gets better. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Does it? It does. Because we have to lead in with Nitro right now, right? Oh, no. But but how Shivani leads it off was fucking poetic justice. Either they were just making fun of themselves, Shivani didn't care, or they're just really that idiotic and unaware. I may have missed it because I was so pissed off after watching. I think as soon as it was all done. So, next day, next night, January 18th, 1999, we got Nitro Shivani opens by saying, Last night goes down as one of the most absurd, preposterous, and disgusting events in the history of pro wrestling. I think he's probably talking about what happened to David Flair, and but most likely, maybe a slight Sums day. up the entire pay-per-view, really. Yeah, oh, it definitely did. So, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Read that line again. Last night goes down as one of the most absurd, preposterous, and disgusting events in the history of pro wrestling. I like it. Yeah. Definitely. Too long for an episode name. The horsemen, are, <laughs> <laughs> the horsemen are backstage. They're pissed off. Flair says, Hogan's a dead man. We see a limo arrive. It's the NWO. Uh, the horsemen bum rush the limo. They smash out one of the windows. The limo pulls away. Uh, and then Flair just comes out to the ring, followed by Gene. And he says, Hogan, you're going to fight. You're going to wrestle me at Super Bowl for the title. Um, I want to be the man who killed Hulk Hogan dead. Hollywood this, pal. Woo! Okay. <laughs> and he says, Bischoff, get your head out of the toilet. Get your ass out here right now. Tonight you're wrestling me. Uh, Bischoff says, nothing in my contract that says I need to wrestle you or anyone else. Flair says, if you can't beat me tonight, I'll shave my head and give you the company back. That gets Bischoff's attention. Then David comes out and shoves Bischoff and gets in the ring. David's screaming he wants to fight Bischoff. David wins. We shave your head and your ass. So it's head shave versus the eczema boy. <laughs> Bro, again. You remember that thing you used to do to kids in like high school? You just fuck around even with your boys and you like, you know, cup your hand like that and slap them on the back of the neck, see how fucking hard of a sound you could No, just my dickhead friends causing concussions and shit. All right, never mind. Um <laughs> causing concussions. It's cool. We only blacked out for like three seconds. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, again, Shivani, <laughs> Shivani's on fire because after that he goes, where do we go from here? I don't think anybody wants the answer to that fucking question. Did they even give him a script for the night? They're like, hey, we're just going to actually let you guys oh, God. experience it like a fan, too. Wait until Bash at the Beach, man. Shivani completely checks out during that one. That's one of oh, the best parts about that, that pay-per-view. Yeah, that's a year and a half from now. I know, I know. I All right, know. well, okay. 13 minutes in, we get our splash intro. And we get Jericho versus Booker T. Booker T wins. Uh, Gene's on the ramp with J.J. Dillon. He suspends Scott Dickinson, and he says, I want to corner Scott Hall. I want a triangle match between Hall, Bam Bam, and Goldberg tonight. I think I've seen this movie before, but whatever. <laughs> 
pre-recorded sit down with Rey Mysterio Jr. and Mean Gene. Ray says, I felt it wasn't time for me to give up the LWO colors. Gene goes, does your mask still mean the same as when as it did when you arrived? What the fuck do you think? I think it's a lead, though. Obviously, because Ray says, Ray explicitly says, yeah, this mask will never come off. Hmm. I think that's my point, is I feel yeah. like we're heading towards, because it's Nash, right? If I'm not mistaken, it's Nash that ends up taking it off. It's Nash or Luger. And but it's off Bischoff's orders, off losing a match or whatever it is. So yep, it's going to happen 100%. soon. I think that's why he's bringing it back up. It is funny. I can't take off this T-shirt. But let me ask you about your mask. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm yeah, interviewing Gene. Yeah. <laughs> you met too many cocktails. Uh, let's see. J.J. Dillon's talking to Jericho backstage. Jericho's pointing out that as part of the contract of that match, Saturn has to wear a dress anytime he's in the arena. And fucking naturally Saturn shows up and he's pissed off and he fucking says, just give me the dress and I'll fucking put it on. Uh, Conan in ring promo. Then we get Mike Enos and Bobby Duncombe Jr. versus the Faces of Fear. And we see the NWO limo arriving to the arena. Hogan's pissed about Bischoff getting his head shaved. And as expected with Mike Enos matches, the NWO runs in and cleans house. Nash says there will be no tag tournament. Who are the fucking tag champs at this point? Because I haven't seen those titles on TV in fucking weeks. Is it Hall and Nash? Who are even the fucking tag champs? No, wait. It was, uh, wasn't it Goldberg and Hall? Goldberg and Hall? Not Goldberg and Hall. I'm sorry. uh, Giant and Hall. Yeah, it might have been, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah. Fuck. But that. But let me, or was it Nash and, or Luger and Sting and Nash or Sting or something like that, but then Sting got injured? <laughs> See, I don't know. That's a really good question that you even asked that. Here's a funnier one for you. Who was in that match again? Mike Enos, Bobby Duncombe Jr., and the Faces of Fear. I could have sworn we just watched two weeks ago the Faces of Fear beat the living piss out of each other on Nitro, and now they're tag, tag couple, teams again? A couple months ago. Yeah, it was a couple Still. months ago at most, yeah. But yeah. Well, some yeah. were just. We're, did we even see them rectify everything, or just all of a sudden no. we're like, and we're they, teaming? It, Hopefully you forgot about things, too. Yeah, it was a passing comment by Shivani, <laughs> where he referenced them, you know, feuding, and now they're back together. Oh, jeez. For life. <laughs> Next, well, you get... Well, up until 2001. <laughs> Next, you get Disco Dumbfuck versus Wrath. Hall comes to the ring with the cattle prod. Wrath takes him out, but... Dick Nuts gets the win. Yeah. Yeah. Dynamite Nitro. Oh, well, it only gets better from here. Nitro Girls, their weekly smattering at the top of the ramp. Scott Steiner just comes out and starts getting rapey. <laughs> Kimberly shuts That's them an down. Take, description, by the way. Yep. Takes the girls away. He says, come on, be with a freak. Get back from break, heads to the ring with Buff, calls Saturn out, and Buff is wearing this weird beanie mask combo. The beanie comes down to, like, right below his eyes and has eye holes cut through it, and it has floppy ears almost like it would be Mickey Mouse, but they're shaped a little different. They're flat. It's weird. I, I don't feel know. like it was a thing back in that time in nineteen. Yeah, maybe. It was, like, probably something stupid you could have gotten a carnival, a carnival, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was WCW branded, I think, or NWO branded. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, uh, Saturn 
versus Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner wins, and as if being rapey wasn't good enough, when talking about Saturn in a dress, he makes the reference of steers and queers. Same as uh, Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Next, Nash, Luger, and Liz come to the ring. Nash goes to, instead of Odelay, as Oil of Olay. <laughs> that which is pretty. just about as good as when i'm saying <coughs> olale yeah yeah pretty much yeah uh they cut a promo on conan luger puts liz over then a promo on ray um they're supposed to have a match later and he says you know what give us your mask take off the lwo shirt off and we can call the match off and that's it and um and we see Scott Steiner barging into the Nitro Girls locker room, screaming and pointing at Kimberly, she wants my body. Rapey. So you got oil of a lay, and then you got, if you want my body and you think... <laughs> Jesus. Next, Psychosis versus Hoovy, and Psychosis gets the surprise upset win. I'm sure, it'll, I'm sure it'll pay off. Next, you get Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Lex Luger. Luger wants the LWO shirt and mask. Rey doesn't. Luger starts in. Nash comes to the ring. Um, Luger tries to fight, take the mask off. Rey fights back. Same spot again. But Nash comes in and hits a sidewalk slam. Uh, they try to take the mask off again. This time, Nash hits a power bomb. Luger wrecks Rey. And Conan makes the save. Heels Potter. That's why Gene was asking. <laughs> Well, if you hadn't have enough rapiness for this show so far, you get it some more because Scott Steiner corners Kimberly. And uh, they make mention that Diamond Dallas Page is in Vegas for the opening of the WCW Nitro Grill. I wonder if it's still there. Yeah, it's 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 there just about the amount that uh, WWF New York is still where it's at. Yeah. In Madison Square Garden, or uh, New York City. Yeah. Uh Main event, Scott Hall with Disco Dingleberry versus Bam Bam versus Goldberg. The bell rings with four minutes left on the show. Bam Bam and Goldberg both take out Hall so they can fight each other. Goldberg hits a double spear. Adams breaks up the Goldberg pin. NWO comes out. He fights him off at first. Horsemen make the save. Flair chases Hogan up the ramp. Uh, and Flair chases the limo off. Good night, fans. Thank God, good night, fans. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's the go home show for Royal Rumble ninety nine, man. Nailed it. And nailed you know, it. I, I guess let me ask this, man, Kayfabe. Should we watch the I quit match together and and at some point and kinda put this together in the show or just watch on our own and bring the notes as norm? That's a really good question. Match. I guess we're talking uh, sometime. Let's off air, off air after the show. Yeah, let's let's run through this. I got some ideas on that one because it's next week. So, what's next yeah. week? Yeah, we could probably pull it off. I'm gonna apologize. My son and wife just got home, so the dog's probably freaking out. So you're probably gonna hear a lot of background noise. I K-fay, live in an pal. RV. You can probably hear my wife making dinner, so it's all good. <laughs> hopefully your sh- hopefully your shitter's <laughs> not full. Anyway, uh, it is Martin Luther King Day. Uh, we get a video intro as WWF often does. Uh, Austin opens the show coming to the ring. Michael Cole's in the ring. Michael Cole literally just hands the mic over to Austin and leaves the ring. He says he's going to win the Rumble. He puts over Foley. He says, but I'm still going to kick your ass. Promo on Vince. Everybody's happy. 
Not a bad start to the show. I'll be honest, I actually think I remember going into around this time thinking there was a strong possibility of Austin and and, uh, Mankind. Mm. you got to think about it. I wonder if when they were all bringing it up, because he fully brought it up last week, and now Austin says it again this week about having them fight at WrestleMania. Mm. It's in Philly. At his home of ECW, where Foley was from, is Cactus Jack. I wonder if they were putting feelers out to see, like, do we want to go that route, or are we going to have Rock and Austin? Hmm. Kind of makes me wonder if that was always the plan, or if they were putting feelers out, because they were mentioning it quite a bit about Austin and Mankind. And even right now, you don't hear anybody going, uh, well, no, you kind of do. I hear a lot of people. No, but you don't hear a champion calling out a very specific person to have at WrestleMania. Right. Generally. Right, absolutely. That's actually a really good question. I'm kind of curious. Buster, do some digging. Uh, we see Road Dog backstage. He's Isn't loading it? up. <laughs> He's loading Never up one I of the. Got him confused with Lil John. I was going to say a joke. Never oh mind. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, He's loading up uh, one of those rolling trash bins for his hardcore match. Uh, he faces Gangrel. There are two table spots during the match. Uh, the second one took three tries, and they just about broke it in half. Dog retains after a headshot with the chair. Next, Billy Gunn versus Test. Test is wearing a shirt. Guns don't kill people. I kill people. I like that shirt. Isn't that the shirt that the guy was wearing in a Happy Gilmore? Your ball struck oh my, my God, foot. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's Mister uh, Gilmore's ball or jacket. <laughs> that's two thus far, shooter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Shamrock interferes. It's a DQ beat down gun, putting the ankle lock. Uh, they come back from break and gun is overselling the fuck out of it. Road dog and the doctor trying to calm him down. Next you get Jeff Jarrett and Owen with Deborah and a backstage interview with Kevin Kelly and they get jumped by Shamrock and boss man. Next, we get a Vince and Shane training vignette again. Vince says, I'm going to get me some. They show him doing in-ring training, hits a couple stunners, throws some people over the top. Mm-hmm. There you go. After Austin, the vin- Austin, who are you going to get? Austin. <laughs> still I just said that's the best ever. one. The, the initial one was the best. Absolutely. Uh, after the vignette, we see Boss Man beating down Mankind backstage. Um they th- th- mankind ends up throwing boss man into the camera and you get that fake feed cut, you know, image. Yep. Um, they have a hardcore match scheduled, which is apparently starting now, but we don't have time for that right now. We go to the, a grudge match in ring with between Dan Severin and Blackman. Severin gets DQ'd for a low blow. He locks locks in the dragon sleeper. Anyway, it takes four rests to get him off. Yeah. Austin's backstage lurking about drinking beer. We go back to Mankind and Boss Man. Uh, they're on the ramp now. They eventually get into the ring, and then the bell rings. Okay, fine. Mankind locks in Sako. Rock comes to the ring with a chair, immediately puts the headset on to cut a promo on Mankind. Back to the ring, hits a rock bottom on the chair to Mankind. Henry's Mark Henry is backstage with China. They've been teasing during the show that China gave Henry an ultimatum about coming clean, and he has to do it tonight, and Henry does not appear to be happy about it. Next, you see Vince Shane, The Rock, and Kane backstage. 
And they're telling Kane, we're going to have the match. It's going to be between Rock and Kane. And Vince tells Kane, you're going to do exactly as I damn well tell you. And China comes to the ring, calls Mark out. And so they show Mark Henry's mama is in the crowd. His mama's watching. <laughs> 24 hours are up. You're going to tell the truth or am I going to embarrass you in front of the fans and your mama? Henry begs, but he admits he lied. We didn't do the wild thing. We didn't do no thing. Let, let me have the tape. China says, all right, that's good enough. You wanted to screw me. Now you're screwed. Roll the footage anyway. If you remember last week, they escorted uh, Sammy and China escorted Henry to the back. China went to get some coffee. And they have the extended footage of what happened after China left the room. Feeling up Sammy's ass. Must have lifted it up because they blurted out on the cock. No pun intended. <laughs> That's a good one. And then Mark Henry finds Mr. Winky. <laughs> Sammy takes the wig off. Henry starts throwing up. I'm surprised on the this is on the cock. Wait. No. Okay. Uh, China says, I wouldn't have sex with you to save the world. Apologizes to Henry's mom. Low blows Henry. And then Henry's mom grabs him by the ear and drags him off. And he actually says, you got a penis. <laughs> I'm really, I really, the only thing that was missing was the crying game playing in the background. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which one Do is that? Do you really want to love me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was hearing uh, bow, wow, Chris Isaacs. Oh, uh, yeah. Foolish game. Now, uh, you know, everybody always talks a lot about Mark Henry, Mae Young, and the birth of the hand, but we don't give this segment enough credit. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it's probably deemed as transphobic. That's what I'm surprised. From the peacock That's after, what I'm saying. Know, what, what age we're in here. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing Fuck. we were able to cover it. Well, that was that. Uh, we see Briscoe. I'm not sure and it's a good thing we were able to cover it, but yeah, we yeah, it. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Briscoe and Patterson are prepping for the match. They have a match, handicap match against China, and they're arguing about who's going to take the pin. Then uh, you get Al Snow versus Goldust. Goldust still has heed. Uh, he's painted it to make it look like Goldust. Um, the yep. winner of this match is going to get ownership of heed. Snow wins rather unceremoniously. And then Goldust attacks him post-match, hits a Shattered Dreams, and leaves with heed anyway. We go back to Patterson and Briscoe. They're both saying Vince that Vince told them individually to take the pin. So, again, they're just arguing on that. And then Midian comes out to commentary. Do you feel it? Seven days, seven days. Chanting begins. Midian says he has to go. We see Taker's throne on the ramp. Midian sits at the foot of the throne. The acolytes are out. Then Bearer, the gong hits. Uh, Taker says, tonight I speak of prophecy. Sacrifices are not over. The ceremony has been scheduled. And on January 24th, your next sacrificial lamb will be led to the slaughter. Your mind won't let you believe who the next sacrifice will be. Um, again, if you're not good in math or you weren't paying attention at the dates, January 24th is the rumble. So, Yep. And this was not a pre-recorded yes. audio thing. He actually yes. had a microphone this time. He actually had a mic. Yeah. So next we get China versus Briscoe and Patterson in a handicap match. Um, they they show a segment from Heat where China and Vince had an arm wrestling match. Patterson and Briscoe were arguing. They bumped into Vince, causing him to lose. 
Um, during the match, Patterson goes for a low blow on China, which every <laughs> even China popped for. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? China grabs them both by the dick. Uh, Patterson and Briscoe start shoving each other. China sits. This I don't understand. At one point, China just sits on the top buckle doing nothing, and Patterson just shoves her to the floor. It, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know what the fuck was going on. And then for reasons, Sable's music hits. She comes out and gets attacked by Luna. Um, Briscoe does the people's elbow, goes for the pin. Patterson pulls him off. They go back and forth. They start fighting each other. China clangs their heads together. Then Briscoe threw an entire bottle of baby powder in China's face. <laughs> it was an obscene amount of powder. It was. Um, what did they say about... Th- they said something... Oh, who was it? Uh, Briscoe early... No, Patterson earlier in the match did the airplane. Got China up on a, in a, like a fair, fireman's carry yep. on, on his shoulder yep. and just started spinning. And like even Lawler's like, I haven't seen that move in 30 years. So after the powder spot, Cole says, we haven't seen that in 30 years. <laughs> I thought it was good. So I'm pretty sure WCW's done it like once every other week for the past year. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. That's very true. Uh, Briscoe starts patting China's ass while she's blinded, then pulls her top up a couple times. Uh, China reverses Both shows an iron. Are getting rabied. All right. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's a DDT to Patterson and Briscoe. Puts Briscoe on top of Patterson, sits on Briscoe's back, and gets the win. Big pop. She got a good pop for that. Mm-hmm. Rock is backstage with the McMahons. He's a little concerned about Kane. Uh, and we go to that match. It's Rock with the Corporation versus Kane. Rocky sucks chance. <clears throat> Vince tells the Rock, "All you gotta do, th- dude, dude." We've had this conversation about number one doesn't have to talk about number two. That's why on WWE TV, nobody's taking shots at AEW because you don't have to. And even during the wars, while WWE or WWF did take some shots, they didn't do it anywhere near as WCW. Kane gets in Vince's face and Vince looks at Rock and he says, all you got to do is the finger in the chest routine. (laughs) How fucking great was that? I loved it. I loved it. Vince runs down Kane. Kane gives Vince the old Vafungul. Rock ends up chop blocking Kane. The corporation beats Kane down. Rock wants corporation to back off. He wants him to himself, so they actually have the match. Um, Rock does his whole headset spiel at commentary, and he looks at King and he goes, you don't say anything. That outfit says enough. Good line. I liked it. <laughs> It's Corporation great. interferes. Kane takes them all on. Numbers are too much. Mankind comes out with the chair. He takes out Test and Boss Man. He he backs the Rock up the ramp, but Austin is waiting right behind him. Mankind hits Rock with the chair. Austin flips off Vince. We'll see you at the Rumble. And Rock's wearing that uh, uh, sweat type thing on his uh, for a shirt again while wrestling. Mm-hmm. Always wrestling with a shirt as of recent. Kind of weird. Just yeah. Again too. I, I, I'm not sure what was going on. Like I said, he doesn't have a tattoo coming on the way until like 2003. I feel like is when he got the tribal shit on his chest. Yeah, and it, and it's weird because this like one was 19. a really nice shirt. They actually referenced it. You know, Rock saying it was like a five thousand dollars shirt or some shit. It's not the typical shirt yeah. he wears, but yeah, yeah, you are right. I don't know. Hey, Buster, again, you got your work cut out for you. Not a bad uh, Monday Night Wars. Uh, Raw beat both shows 
both the pay-per-view and Nitro by a mile. And Raw wasn't even that exciting, which is funny. Um, I did see a great sign, by the way, on Raw in real life in 2024 this past week. It mm. said, Cowboys lost, LOLOL. Ah. That was a good one. I like that one. wonder if I should friend request that kid now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably killed himself. <laughs> had to buy himself a TV like every other dumb fucking Cowboys fan that had to break it because their team didn't win. We don't win. We're like, all right, I'm going to go have a smoke. Yep. Well, there. let's go to the top topic. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. Hold two, arm bar. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hold three, the moss-covered, three-handled family credential. I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. The Rolex wearing one. Diamond ring wearing one. Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. One. Limousine right. One. Jet flying. One. Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. Following ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order. Based off, the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know, they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com as always they do appreciate all feedback and continued support at the end of the day they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die and now this week's top topic so as i said i'm going to be really quick about my things anymore i'm not going to be really you know talking a whole lot so <laughs> don't one you is dare <laughs> don't you dare just blurt all four names out i'll fucking kill you <laughs> what I, this is what you wanted from me you don't want me to talk anymore you want less of me. That is not... If I wanted less of you, I'd stop doing this show. <laughs> I guess that's fucking true. You want more, don't you? You can look, but uh, you can't touch. <laughs> Just don't do the fucking hip wiggle thing. <laughs> Already doing it. <laughs> it's like the original... Uh, what was the the girl that did the fucking... It was like Go Daddy. And it, she became a wrestler too. I can't remember her name. It's like Eve Torres or whatever. Or, she became or no, a wrestler. Uh, Danica Candace Patrick. Michelle. No, oh. Candace Michelle was the very first one. That's not what we're talking about today. We're no. talking about our Mount Rushmore. That's right. So only four. Look at that. I can't even do an honorable mention. How about that? <laughs> there's not even a stone on the side. And there's a stone that's sitting there. If you really look, it's been well, there for many, many years. You can bring up some that didn't make the cut. That's fine. Nope, 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 nope. Keeping it very <coughs> concise. I'm not allowed to talk. Well, I'm so drag it this out. is, these are our tag team Mount Rushmore. Now, I think some will probably be obvious for, I think one is going to be pretty goddamn obvious on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one you may be surprised that I probably agreed with you on that, that I chose. Um, you know, you had mentioned to me off air, we did a top 50. 
Cocksucker. The top 50. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> the top 50 tag team. Come on, man. It was very insightful. We got to talk about a lot of good tag teams. So, you know. But it was still shorter than talking about either Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad. But the uh, in there, we did have a thing. But I think that was kind of a little more subjective about, like, who's the greatest of all time. But I, I don't know. When you talk about a Mount Rushmore, I'm like... Like, you can only have four teams out of every era that ever existed. It's kind of it's kind of big. And I think that you may be surprised. We may both be surprised, or maybe you out there may be surprised at what the answers are. But put your answers in the comments, you know. Let us know who your top four, your Mount Rushmore of tag teams are. So I'm going to actually give you the floor. Give me your four. All right. You fucking whore. Aw, oh, see, you ruined it. All right. Well, yeah, this one was a little tough, but I actually all four of mine are from the same era. Hmm. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, I think the easy one that you referenced is a no-brainer. It's the Road Warriors. Okay. And slam dunk to me. And I went with the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. So you have those. That's your three. Okay. And then. This one was tough, and I when I we, we took our break, Cafe Pal, I was actually thinking about, man, maybe I should, like, switch that out, this last one out, because, man, I don't really fucking know. And I'm standing here, and I'm looking at my list, but I'm going to keep it. The Brain Busters, Arn and Tully. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> That's what I told you. I told you it was probably going to be two. Um, the one that actually surprised me that I did put in there, I, 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 no, wait, nope, nope. Take that back. Just one. Take it back. We agree down one. So my first and foremost would always be, and you will, you'll probably know is going to be heart foundation. Yeah. I figured that's absolutely one of my favorite, my HMs, Um, but just, yep. Uh, number two is the road warriors. I thought that may surprise you because I'm not exactly the biggest Road Warrior fan, but I'm talking about your Mount Rushmore of, you know, people want to know, give me four tag teams of all time if you want to get me into tag team wrestling. Yep. Number three, it's funny that you went with Midnight and Rock and Roll Express. I chose the Hardy Boys because the Hardys to me were a mix of that but then they brought in the new era of what your extreme wrestling or attitude wrestling was, you know, with your ladders, chairs, this, that, all that stuff. Stuff that you didn't really see out of the Rock and Roll Express, but sure. those guys could be just as fast as the Rock and Roll Express. I'm a Rockers 100%. fan, but that's kind of why I put Hardys in there because they're kind of a mix of all that. Yeah. And number four, it was down to who you brought back in as your uh, number four at the very end. But then it really came down to who I think overall has done just better, clean wrestling together. FTR. That that was my, yeah, yeah. Now I look at it I this way is the Brain Busters pretty much inspired FTR. Correct. But Arn did a lot of tagging with, uh, what is it? Uh, Ole. Oh, Ole. Ole, son <laughs> <know>. of bitch. <laughs> Uh, as well as Tully, but also Flair. Like he, you know what I mean. But like he sure. did a lot with Tully, and I like the Brain Busters. But 
Something about consistency nonstop over the last several years has been Dax and Cash. And Mm -hmm. that's why. So my four are Heart Foundation, Road Warriors, Hardys, and FTR. And you have Brain Busters, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, and the Road Warriors. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, not Not bad bad. lists. Yeah, kind of what I I thought. But uh, in a couple of weeks... Again, we're going to keep this uh, theme rolling along. We're going to have different ones, and in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing stables, and I really think this is where we may differ. Um, I think maybe one at best, um, if we're probably really thinking properly, I think one at best may probably be a, a shoe-in. But the rest, I think not. You know, And then coming up, you got managers, GMs, women's wrestlers, commentators, pay-per-views. We're going to have a fun time with that. But next week, we're going to be back with a movie of the week. I've been told I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to talk at all. <laughs> at one lengthy week. Anyway, I'll stop bashing on myself now and make myself feel bad. Unless you want me to keep making myself feel bad. Making myself feel bad. Anyway. I could no, use a break. Week, be... <laughs> no, nah, next week is going to be fun. And what our movies coming up uh, for the next several weeks the theme would be a lot of fun where we're going to be doing some good discussions. And next week we're bringing no pun intended to the table. We are going to be bringing scary and horror movies, which excites me to talk with you about, because I know that's not your forte, you know, kind of like me. I'm not sci-fi in any way. I've never watched one fucking star Wars, but I'm sure you have, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, we differ in a lot of ways. So I'm kind of really curious to see what you do or what you're interested in for horror and scary. And um, yeah, some good shit coming up next week. I can't wait. I'm I'm actually interested to get on that list because, like you said, it's like I'm gonna have to dig. I've got two off the top of my head, uh, but I'm gonna have to do a little bit of digging uh, to actually see what what qualifies. So, What's some of them might be a stretch because that's that's number one for me. That's what the is biggest it? horror I've ever Tiger's promotion. <laughs> I was going to say dynamite. <laughs> That's a good one. What's that Tony Khan shown? Uh, Tony Khan shown? Uh, it's that one. Yeah. Well, we are back every Wednesday, and we'll be back next Wednesday. And, uh, hey, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the week. Go Bills this Sunday when we beat Taylor Swift. Go Bills. Uh, Kermit the Frog Mahomes. And the Chiefs. Fuck them all. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He is ODM. Five. Shut your whore mouth, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I like that. It's a shame that can't be the name of the episode. I know, right? (laughs) The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by... The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
Oh, by the way, real quick, that Paul Walter Hauser. Did you did you see? That's where I have uh, in our opening sounds. I have Nick Nemeth. Yeah. I have Paul Walter Hauser Emmy speech. Did you hear what he did? Nope. So he won an Emmy for one of his uh, TV shows, and you know who he is, right? Mm. Not by name, no. Uh, chubby guy that's been in a lot of movies. He was in the Corella movie. He was in. Uh, um, he's like a. He was in the uh, Cobra Kai show. If you just look him up, you'll know exactly yeah. who I'm talking about. He's been. Uh, he was the guy that played the guy that took like the big fall for the Olympic thing. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser is his name. Just fucking Google him so we'll be I, on the I, same page. I have it up right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never seen him? No, can't say I have. He looks like every other nondescript fat ass. Well, he's a very big wrestling fan. Okay. And he's actually done a couple of matches on the indies. Really? And during his fucking Emmys speech, he goes, and, it's, and I have the soundbite for it, he goes, and uh, Matt Cardona, that's right, I'm calling you out. And uh, Coda, uh, thanks, man. I hope we get some sushi or some shit like that. Talking about Kota Ibushi, I'm like, I may be clunky, taught him how to wrestle. I don't know. Hmm. That's why I have that. I won't maybe shed light on it too much, but I just thought it was funny, and I'm going to put that sound in there. All right, there you go. more structured to how I do mine when, when they come through. So, That's but fair. but the flip but side, to the, I the, I will not do the full blown <laughs> fucking hour version again. That's fine. It's fine. But my my flip side, to that, it's a new year. It's a new me, man. I'm going real <laughs> concise, real fucking small stories. My my flip side of that was going to be if you ever want to do that, then fucking do it. Just record it solo. <laughs> so I don't have to. Sit <laughs> <through it. laughs> 